This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Friday, October 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a man from Bear, Delaware, is among the six people facing federal charges for an alleged plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Neighbors of Barry Croft describe him, describe him as a conservative constitutionalist. Six ABC obtained photos of heavily armed officers outside of Croft's Delaware home around uh, midnight on Thursday. He and his accomplices allegedly plotted for months to kidnap Whitmer from her vacation home. Along with the six people charged federally, seven more were charged by state officials in Michigan. As a mom of two teenage daughters and three stepsons, my husband and I are eternally grateful to everyone who put themselves in harm's way to keep our family safe, she said. I didn't know anybody was outside of Michigan that was in on that one person plot and, and from <laughs> Delaware from Delaware mm-hmm. yay the home of Bob Marley for crying <laughs> come out on. I mean come on <laughs> you can't do that man oh, no. apparently they were also and I heard I don't know if this was confirmed but they were also targeting some higher ups in the police and to sort of tie them up and distract them so that they wow. wouldn't be aware. I mean it was pretty elaborate The criminal complaint alleges the men were part of a militia undertaking rehearsals earlier this summer, conducting coordinated surveillance on the governor's vacation home and even had a plan to obtain explosives. Always the best time for the militias is the rehearsals. They're so exciting. You guys ready? All right. Five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Whitmer has been praised, but uh, also deeply criticized for the state's response to coronavirus. She put major restrictions on personal movement. Court records obtained by the Associated Press say the group talked about creating a society that follows the Bill of rights and is self-sufficient. All of the defendants are from Michigan, except for Croft, who's from Delaware. The government says the scheme appears to have roots in a uh, in a June gathering in Ohio attended by more than a dozen people, including Croft. Neighbors say that Croft lives uh, with uh, at his uh, Daniels Court home with his children and his aunt. The World Food Program on Friday won the 2020 Nobel Peace Prize for its efforts to combat hunger and food insecurity around the globe. Yay! The announcement was made in Oslo by Barrett Reese Anderson, the chair of the Nobel Committee. The committee said that the coronavirus pandemic added to the hunger faced by millions of people around the world and called on governments to ensure the World Food Program and other aid organizations receive the financial support necessary to feed them. It was a great ceremony and Lizzo's performance was amazing. (laughs) There was no shortage of uh, causes or candidates on this year's list with 211 individuals and 107 organizations nominated ahead of the February 1st deadline. However, the Norwegian Nobel Committee maintains absolute secrecy about whom it favors for arguably the world's most prestigious prize. The award comes with a $1.1 million cash prize and a gold medal to be handed out at a ceremony in Oslo, Norway on December 10th, the anniversary of prize founder Alfred uh, Nobel's death. This year's ceremony will be scaled down due to the pandemic. Isn't it wild that the Peace Prize is named after the dude who created dynamite? Yeah, 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 yeah. Equipped with Philadelphia's only ice bar, the famed Concourse Dance Bar is finally reopening, but now as a restaurant. They have been closed since March due to the pandemic. The former club at 17th and Market will now be reservation only and offer a prepaid food and drink experience. The business operates at 25% capacity uh, with arrows to control foot traffic and tables more than six feet apart. The transformation features unique sculptures of city's landmarks made with 100,000 pounds of ice in a 10-degree room. The pivot 
pivot to stay afloat comes as both Philadelphia, I'm sorry, as both Pennsylvania and New Jersey saw on Thursday its highest numbers of positive coronavirus cases since last spring. Business districts in the city say foot traffic has doubled since April and relaxed outdoor dining regulations have become a lifeline for restaurants. In sports this morning. In the baseball playoffs, the Houston Astros beat the Oakland A's 11-6 to to win that series in four games. The New York Yankees beat the Tampa Bay Rays 5-1, to and that series is tied at two. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves beat the Miami Marlins 7-0 to win that series. And in the late game, the L.A. Dodgers beat the San Diego Padres 12-3 to finish that series in a sweep. In last night's Thursday night football game, Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Chicago. Brady lost to Nick Foles again, appeared to lose count of downs on his final play with seconds remaining and the Bears won 20 to 19. Cairo Santos kicked a 38-yard field goal with a minute 17 remaining and DeAndre Houston Carson broke up Brady's fourth down pass with 33 seconds left after Santos kicked the go-ahead field goal. Brady put up four fingers as if he thought he still had one more down. Instead, Chicago took possession and came away with the win. And game five of the NBA Finals is tonight as the LA Lakers will look to close out the series and win the title. Tip-off against the Miami Heat is scheduled for nine o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome everybody to a Friday morning, end of the week, giving away our Word of the Week prize. Uh, We have a very special thing taking place this morning. Our engineer, Rodney, was in here making sure that all connections are together and ready, and I believe knock on freaking wood <laughs> that we will be able to achieve what we want to achieve today. Were you in here for the test? I was not. I, I heard from the other room a little bit. How did it sound? Excellent. Wonderful. Excellent. All right, we have a special co-host this morning, and we're going to let him sleep in just a little bit longer because it's 3.18 a.m. where he is right now. Well, he's making coffee right now from what he said he was going to do. So So we will check in in a little while with the one and only composer, Michael Giacchino, who is going to be co-hosting our show today. He has an album out. And we've only heard the first track. It's really cool stuff. I know you and I are, we love this kind of stuff. Concept albums. It's a conceptual piece. Love that. We're going to find out all about it from him today. And uh, we're going to have some fun because not only is he going to be joining us from Los Angeles at his office, but he has two studio musicians who are going to be sitting in with him. We have a house band (laughs) that's going to be performing live from L.A., with award-winning musicians and composers, it's Academy Award-winning, pretty incredible. Yeah. So, so uh, these are obviously very good friends and people who are financially tied to Michael because to convince them to get up this early, I can't explain. How yes, he, he had to yeah, have yeah. paid them, I think. Uh, so we'll <laughs> we'll have to ask about that. But anyhow, uh, so yeah, we have uh, Mark uh, Gasbaro and Andrew Sinowitz uh, who are going to be on the show today, and we'll find out more about those guys too. Because, you know, when we went out to Los Angeles, Nick and I did to see these studio musicians uh, perform uh, the uh, the score for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, it, you're blown away by their talent. It's it's incredible. And and so these guys are session guys, so we're going to find out a little bit about them as I w- well. I would have loved to have been blown away, but yep. I wasn't able to you go. You didn't go, yeah. so you didn't get it. Sorry, dude. 
Uh, but we also have joining us a couple of friends of Michael who are in the entertainment industry and actually have done some pretty damn cool things behind the scenes. You may yeah. not know who they are directly, but Kirk Thatcher, uh, and these are really fun guys, too. He's kind of their... It's their crew. It's their, yeah. it's their yeah. JTP. The boys. It's their yeah. Jankintown Posse. <laughs> it's like their his George and Kramer. You know? yeah. yeah. And uh, Kirk has been involved in everything from Star Trek to E.T. And as far as the uh, physical effects go. Right, right, right. And uh, he's got tons of stories. Kirk helped to build the Sarlacc pit in the desert for Return of the Jedi. How about that? I mean, you can't get better than that. No. And, Sand uh, vagina. David Silverman is uh, one of the original animators from The Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, from the very, very beginning, like the Tracy Ullman show stuff, right. I believe. Uh, so, Or it might have been the first season when they got on Fox. But anyhow, he's a, he's a character as well. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to hear some music. We're going to have some great conversations. Uh, and it's just going to be a fun way to wrap up the work week. And right. this is all uh, basically in celebration of uh, Fast and Furious Spy Racers Rio. <laughs> It which is, is a, which is available on Netflix today. No We're giving it away yeah, today. It's, it's crazy, yeah, and, and we have a prize to give away in conjunction with that. So, All right. yeah, I just want to let you guys. Real. I, I, yeah. Okay, I didn't hear about that. One. Yeah, okay. and real Big quick, surprise. an update on Rocktober Madness because uh, we had some matchups yesterday, and obviously those continue today. And a little bit more these match these these victories make a little more sense. Okay. today, so. Uh, one that I'm sure Pierre wasn't happy about. Bon Jovi was taken out by Sublime. Uh-huh. That was an upset. So I'm sure that uh, Pierre was really. I literally heard him say, "I don't want them to win." Uh, <laughs> uh, talking about Sublime. So, so uh, Pierre's getting his ass kicked. And yeah, this, he, he really is. He yeah. takes it personally. Yeah, yeah. So Queen beat Journey. Uh-huh. I think we could see that. I'm right. A, yeah. I'm a massive Journey fan, but I'm very, you know, I, I'm queen. not surprised at all. Yeah. It's Queen for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah. Uh, Pink, thank God. Uh, and Joan Jett's great, yeah. but Pink Floyd beat Joan Jett. I, uh, handily, I, by the way. Right? It's not it our fault. One, it was yeah. the one of the matchups where I'm like, nah, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't, right? Right. Right. And, right. They, didn't. and they didn't. And they didn't. Uh, and this was um, interesting. I, Iron Maiden <laughs> stupid. Uh, beat Eric Clapton. No way. Yeah, well, the, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Seahorse right. right. yeah, no party. No way. Uh, forever, Eric Clapton. <laughs> but I'm sorry, beat by Iron Maiden. And, of course, uh, Jackie and Brent are the ones that are championing <laughs> yeah. Iron Maiden. And but they whole... did choose Eric Clapton, too. I, yeah, I know. But that whole bracket is effed. That, that, you know, and I'm Jackie saying, Brent well, bracket? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know how these things were constructed. We weren't we weren't really clear on how the pairings would be would be done. And, actually, I think that worked in benefit of this whole thing, because had we had a lot more strategy involved, yeah. it would have been like the standard progression these things usually take. Sure. I think the fact that this all came together the way it did gives you things like this and the a massive amount of upsets we've had along the way. Exactly. Yep. All right, so that continues. Seahorses forever. <laughs> forever. That starts at 11.30. Uh, so we're, we're in for a good time today. Yeah, it's going to be um, great. We'll take a break. We'll start the show off as normal. Stupid question. Uh, the entertainment report. And then after that, we will bring in Mr. Giacchino and his, uh, his musicians and we'll see how things go from there. So stay with us. We're planning on having a good time. Let's see if it happens. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You're looking for something, aren't you? Yeah, I'm looking for the... um 
stupid question. No, the new movie's opening this week, and you sent it over to me, Steve. I, I, have... I sent the correction list. There, yeah. There's a second list I sent. I forgot to include one thing. No, I know, but uh, I, and I printed it, and I had it ready to go, and I just lost it. So. We'll get it for you. Right, you cool. won't get to it too for a little bit. Yeah, we got some time. All right, so I'm going to do a stupid question while I'm waiting to find that thing, and I don't know why, but... On my brain this morning was the movie North Shore, the surfing movie. Oh my god! So I think that right? movie. I loved it. It was. I really wanted to just move to Hawaii. Right. After well, who I does? saw that yeah. movie and and learn how to surf. I got I got caught up in it for a while. So the question that I have for you concerns that movie. In the movie, there's kind of a group of uh, bad surfers. They were they're, they're the locals. They're not really bad, but they were kind of a gang. What was their name? What were they called? Two one five two six three WMMR. Vince was the head of the group. Let's see if you know the answer to so that. He's Vince. Yeah. Two one five two six three WMMR. Yes, case. Uh, so in that movie, the the hot chick that was uh, Nia. People's is people's. That's what I thought. That's and you are correct. Okay. Sir. All right. So we'll uh, go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is Friday, October ninth. A reminder, by the way, we're going to have a co-host this morning. Uh, Academy Award winner, multi-award winner, uh, Michael Giacchino will be joining He's us. He's watching and listening right oh, now. Oh, is he? Hi, yeah. Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey, Mike. How are you? Where's he watching from? from his, right the camera behind Steve's Creepy. head. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, dude? There's a camera behind He was commenting on the uh, on Kathy's traffic. He said she, she did a really good job. <laughs> they always Thank comment you. on... She's our secret weapon, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, Honestly. when it comes to wowing celebrities. <laughs> our promise of 100% accuracy has been a bit of a lie. We All right. Do. I'm going to go through some uh, some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is Friday, October 9th. It is Sharon Osbourne's birthday today. Uh, Sharon Osbourne is uh, 68 years old. She was just admitting that four years ago she was on the brink of committing suicide. Yeah. Uh, I sent over some... Some clips, we can play them later if you want. But, um, yeah, things got desperate. Hey, by the way, keep in mind, all these birthdays today, share uh, with uh, John Lennon, who would have been 80 years old today. Big, big uh, milestone for him. And, in fact, Sean Lennon celebrates his birthday as well. He's 45 years old today. That's wild. And uh, 45. I know. Jesus Christ. You remember when he was uh, Yes, child, I do. A child. Beautiful boy. That was written yes. about him. So, uh, in fact, uh, Sean is uh, releasing a, um, uh, there's a, uh, a whole interview session, a series of interview sessions he did today. There's a, there's some musical uh, tributes that are coming out as well. Uh, uh, Julian's on that, right, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Paul, you know, right. so a lot of people. Uh, but uh, Sean is 45. I saw him on South Street one day. I've, I've told the story before. I was just walking down. He was going to be playing at the TLA, yeah. and he was standing out front, and uh, I just go, hey, man, hi, you know, welcome to Philly. Wait was, a second. Are you Preston? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was nice. It was very quick, and uh, it was just kind of surreal to see him standing out on South Street. Uh, Brandon Routh, who played Superman in Superman Returns. He's also on the CW show, the... Uh... I, I, I tapped out on it, but it's another super. The, the uh, Legends, Legends of something of or other. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah Legends yeah. of the Fall. Uh, not Legends of the Fall. He's, what uh, did you think of him as a Superman? I thought he did a fine job. Yeah, he right? was he was he was supposed to be in the vein of Christopher Reeve and Brian Singer's, which is a tremendous fan of those films. Yeah. I thought in a way what made those really interesting also was a detriment because he spent so much time lovingly going for that, that I think there was not much to that movie, you know? Uh, he is 41 today. Guillermo del Toro oh, celebrates man. his birthday today. I know now you're a huge, huge fan of his, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Uh, 56 years old, Pan's Labyrinth. 
Amazing movie, Hellboy, Pacific Rim. I loved it. I, when I sat, yeah. I told you I felt like I was in second grade, mm-hmm. and I was just, that's what movies are about, where you don't quite know what you're going to see. Yeah. We're so used to sequels and things that we, you know, we don't, you forget the joy of going in and not knowing. You kind of have an idea, and then you're blown away, and that's what Pacific Rim was. Uh, and The Shape of Water was huge for yes, him as yeah. well. He's 56 today. John O'Hurley. He stops by here almost every year to talk about the the dog show. Yes. Uh, Peterman from uh, Seinfeld and also the voice of our sister station, Ben FM. Is that a Jewish thing? And he not gave anymore. us that. Remember that? What? Not He's anymore. not anymore. No. No. Gary Lauer is now the voice of Ben <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. I don't think it's that they don't I use him. I think testicles. it <laughs> might be that they don't pay him anymore. Oh. <laughs> you need no. to pay people for yes. that. Well, well they, they went with a different, uh, uh, a difference. Actually, Preston, the guy, the new voice guy that they're using is, is very alt-sounding from the days of, like, DRE. Yeah. He has that sort of approach. like Jude? Jude was his name. Similar to Jude. Um, Is that a Jewish thing? (laughs) um, That was the best. We had him read lines that Bill had said. (laughs) Which was awesome. Uh, John O'Hurley, 66 today. Scott Bakula, the actor. Quantum Leap. That was a fun show. I love that show. What is he now? CSI New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yep. Uh, So he is uh, 66 today. Uh, The great Tony Shalhoub. Oh! (laughs) uh, From everything from uh, Monk, Galaxy Quest, Wings, and he's fantastic and marvelous, Mrs. Maisel. The some of the dialogue on that show oh is super fast, so fast, yeah. yeah. And they're on top of each other. I don't know how they do it, man. But everybody talks about that show, and I tried, and I just oh, couldn't, couldn't do it. No. So here's the deal with that show. I I don't find it like laugh out loud funny uh-huh. at all, but I am intrigued by it for some reason. It's like it's like f- Fleabag for me is the same. I I, I really enjoy the show. I, I'm not busting a gut laughing over it, but there are moments where I just enjoy the craftsmanship. Yeah. The second season, there were a few scenes with um, the one who plays Lois on uh, Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She's great. She's brilliant on it, yeah. There there are a couple of scenes with her that I found to be laugh-out-loud funny. I think she might be the the best character on that show. Yeah, as they say in porn. But um, but Tony Shalhoub. He has a bit role in an, uh, I think, unappreciated movie, Quick Change, with Bill Murray mm-hmm. and Randy Quaid and Gina Davis. If you have never seen the movie, just give yourself two hours to watch that movie. It is brilliant. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is 67 today. Robert Wool uh, from uh, Bull Durham, Arliss, Batman, stand-up comedian, 69 today. He was at the beginning of HBO's, yeah. you know, when they started doing original, original content and series. Yeah. Uh, the director, Steve McQueen. Brought us 12 Years a Slave. Uh, outstanding film. He's uh, 51. God, that movie's tough to watch. It is tough to watch. You know who's excellent in that movie who doesn't get a lot of uh, credit for his performance? Is Brad Pitt, who's also a producer on the movie. He's Really? Yeah, he's one of the... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brad, uh, Bella Hadid is 24. She, is she your favorite Hadid? She is one of my favorite We Hadids. all early on picked our favorite <laughs> yeah. Hadids, and it didn't cause some strife within the show. I'm Team Gigi. Okay. Uh, everybody's got their place. Uh, the great Jackson Brown Love Jackson is Brown. 72 years old today. Uh, yeah, he's outstanding. Uh, lyricist and, and the whole thing. I love in the Eagles documentary, they talk about Glenn Fry and... Um, uh, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Glenn oh, uh, Fry. Uh, now God. you're having a brain Don fart. Don Henley. Don Henley. Don Henley. They're sitting in the Everyone. apartment below... 
Jackson Brown. That's crazy. And they're and he, they're listening to the way he's composing, yes. and that he keeps going back to the and keeps going over and over and adding and tweaking. Yep. And they're both going. Hmm, I guess that's how you do it. That's how you write a song. Jackson Brown, seventy-two today. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Uh, Annika Sorenstam, uh, outstanding, probably the greatest female golfer ever. One of these. She's fifty today. Uh, actor Chris O'Dowd, hilarious. Him. Uh, this is forty. Bridesmaids. Tons of movies. Get Shorty's an underrated show on, uh, I don't even know what channel, Epics maybe, uh, but it's uh, two or three seasons, and he is uh, the star of that show, and he's great in it. He's 41 today. Uh, actor Nick Swartzen, comedian. Uh, he's been by here. We used to have a scream from him, right? Yeah, uh, uh, gay uh, robot. No, he's no, gay not, robot. He's gay robot. He's gay robot. Oh, sorry. Okay, so there's a guy who looks like Nick Swartzen who was uh, part of, he was on a uh, part of my Rocky impersonation. Mm-hmm. No, he was a, uh, it was a Volkswagen commercial. Where he gets like super excited when he's yeah, driving the Volkswagen. Yeah. Okay, he's uh, forty-four. And then the last birthday I saved is uh, Kathy. This is for me and you, Steve Burns, the host of Blues Clues, oh, yeah. <laughs> is forty-seven today. Is Former the- host. They they now have they they've since gone two hosts past, past him. him. So he's he's two back. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So they had Steve, and then you had Joe, and then I, I forgot who the third guy was because I'm so far removed from having little kids. It's ridiculous. Well, uh, one of them had like. Some something happened, yeah, right? It, 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 Steve, uh, was it Steve? Yeah, he, he, he murdered a, uh, no, a prostitute. Stop it! <laughs> murdered a prostitute Whoa. in a massage parlor. And, they and, sweat that under yeah, the rug. Yeah, they did. They, 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 yeah. uh-huh. they were really good right. at covering is, that. Is he the one that we had at the camp out for hunger? Yeah. Okay. He was sick that day. He wasn't in a good mood. And then he went to a massage parlor and murdered a prostitute. <laughs> okay, he's 47 one, today. one more birthday, Preston. Uh, who? Tomorrow, Michael Giacchino. Yeah! yeah. And he's up at 3 o'clock in the morning How to about be with us in a little while. Wow. Okay, happy birthday, uh, Michael. So let's see if we can get an answer to a stupid question. In the uh, movie The North Shore, what was the name of the rival surf group? The uh, They were kind of the gang. I'm going to go to Jim, see if he knows. Hey, Jim, how you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? Uh, good. Jim, what's the answer? What's the name of that group? The Hooey. The Hooey, correct. Hooey! Between you and the Hooey, bro. Hang on a second, Jim. We're going to give you... A pair of tickets to the Base Motel Haunted Attractions. You'll experience terror like never before. Located in Glen Mills, PA. Mm. Fully open and safe. The Bates Big Friggin' Deal continues this week. You can get two tickets for the price of one. While supplies last, WMMR.com and use the keyword deal. All right, let's dive into some entertainment stories. We've got a few minutes here. Um, Ebony Williams will hold, and now I never, ever talk about the Real Housewives of whatever city they're highlighting. You And but because you get too emotional. You're, just, you're so invested. Too much for you. You can't. But this is the first full-time black cast member of the Real Housewives really? of New York City. Yes. Are uh, you kidding me? Ebony Williams, yes. Of of, um, of of all the series? Of New York City. Okay. So I, Steve, I wish I could tell you. Okay. I don't, I don't know. The Real Housewives of Atlanta, I know for a fact. So you had like a Nene Leaks, I Nene think her name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, producer Andy Cohen confirmed the news, tweeting, uh, Welcome to Real Housewives, Ebony Williams. Uh, Williams told TMZ New York City is filled with uh, successful and dynamic black women. I'm excited to join this legendary franchise as the first black housewife. Uh, can't wait to share a slice of life in this <sighs> city that hasn't been seen before. Is joining that show a step forward, would we say? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I don't know, man. someone's career. I hate these shows. Uh, she said, anyone who's aware of my work knows that I don't hold back. I'm going to keep it just as real here as I do everywhere well, else. Well, if, if I may say, you go, girl. You go. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, stars of superhero films are famous for being tight-lipped about plot points. Yeah. Uh, but Natalie Portman 
must not have gotten the secrecy memo because she spilled some major tea about uh, Taika Watiti's Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Portman stars in the Marvel film as Dr. Jane Foster, as we know, reprisal of her role from the first two Thor films. And uh, apparently it's going to be her turn to wield a magical hammer. As happens in the uh, in the comic series. Uh, but here's what she revealed. Until her uh, interview with Fatherly, it was unclear how that transition from human scientist to Norse goddess would take place. But in the interview, she confided that Jane is, quote, going through cancer treatment and is a superhero on the side. In the comic, Jane discovers she has cancer after her husband and child die in a car accident. In February, when asked by Variety if Jane would have cancer, Watiti had said, We don't know. That comic run was a big inspiration and was an influence on the first few drafts. But at Marvel, we always change everything. He said, I could say one thing right now, and in two years it would be the complete opposite. Huh. Or that thing won't exist. We continue writing even in post-production. So she has tipped the hand, <laughs> tipped the hand. That, that she will have cancer. Mark uh, Ruffalo was the one who was most um, mm. given to giving away plot points mm. without giving the uh, slip thumbs up. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Army Hammer, the actor, and Elizabeth Chambers' son, Ford, has been hospitalized. He had a bad fall. Uh, the 38-year-old Chambers shared on social media that the 3-year-old fell out of bed while he was sleeping and clipped his cheek on the bedside table. Uh, and apparently he had to get several stitches, uh, but he is on the mend. So, 3 years old, yeah, that you still worry about things like that. When you, when there, so, you, you guys all have kids. So, with with the kids at that age, do you, do you put stuff... Are there things, uh, like in a hospital, can you get the attachment that keeps them from rolling out of the bed? At th- or at three, do you no. sort of trust they'll stay in the bed? Yeah, at three, they're in the bed by then. Yeah, I think uh, you can do, like, pool noodles, mm. believe it or not. You can kind of... Don't uh, they drown eventually? No. <laughs> you don't you put, don't them, put in them in the pool. water. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Uh, but, like, you know, stuffed animals and stuff like that is kind of a, like oh, yeah, a wedge. That's a, that was a great barrier. Mm-hmm. We had, like... A, yeah, the Beanie Babies. We had a whole zoo. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, I don't know how... Hall that or how how high off the ground that be, his bed is. My kids' beds were always like pretty low to the ground. Well, he he hit the bedside table. Yeah, so, I know. Uh, well, I don't. I'm just assuming. I don't know why. In my mind, I'm assuming he hit the table, the top of the table. But I guess maybe uh, what, probably. Either, I mean, you way. don't have to fall. Well, far. I have, the, I have, have the, the police report right here. You, you do. Know. Okay. You could just roll <laughs> over, and there was if there's a sharp no, edge, right. yeah. it could uh, it could catch him. So that's uh, too bad for, for listen. And I, I remember when Carter one time, and he was probably five years old or something like that. He jumped back, or he, he was jumping into a pool, and he spun around when he did it. Oh. And he, oh. He hit his lower lip on the uh, on the side of the pool, and his, his teeth kind of went, went through. through and Yeesh. and Oof. when you've got a child that gets cut that bad, it sucks, man. Yeah. It's it's you just gotta. And here's me, you know, the caring father going, "Yeah, that's bad. You're gonna need stitches, oh, kid." Well, oh, that's yeah. you got the lesson from your own dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a yeah, I don't. We might we, Doc, Doctor Quinn. They might have to remove part of your jaw. <gasps> you know, so oh, no, I didn't say that. Give me give me some gorilla tape. But that's, uh, you know, Rochelle's like, oh, it's fine. Everything's okay. You're going to be okay. No, it's not. No, that looks looks really bad. Do we have a field medic around here? You're going to have to learn to communicate through gurgling and clicks. (laughs) Oh, my God. Terrible. (laughs) My teeth went through my lip. Really? Yeah, my bottom lip. I was climbing off of a bunk bed when I was uh, probably middle school age, and I was walking forward. I didn't turn around, and I didn't normally sleep in this bed, and I, I... I don't know what happened. I tripped, fell, and my yeah, my bottom teeth went through my bottom lip. How old do you think you were? Middle school age. I think I was like sixth grade, maybe. 
That sucks. Yeah, it was. Uh, stitches. But look at that. You know now you have flawless teeth. Well, yeah. Preston, you know my dad. Uh, so, yes, I probably should have had stitches. And he was like, you'll be fine in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. So, Take a mite all. Uh, Christina Anstead. Uh, remind me who she is. She's right uh, the house yeah. show. Yeah. Christina, Christina on the coast. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's a show she does now. Well, she's nursing her wounds after announcing her split from Aunt Anstead. Um, she bought a yacht. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sometimes you have to get a little frivolous. Yeah. So she. How, uh, how much is she worth? Do you think she had? She has had two successful shows, right? I, I, you I watch know, them, but, but I don't know how much those HGTV shows. I'm wondering, like, if you become a heavyweight, you know, star, because uh, those a lot of those networks are held up specifically by those stars. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I, I wonder how much money they get. It's been the that we've had that on lately because we've been shopping around for a vacation home, and, right? Um, so that's been on a lot lately, and I really don't watch that stuff that much. Boy, do they litter those shows with good-looking people. That's what it's... And she yeah. is phenomenal. That is what yeah. they do. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's all yes, it is, right? I know. Which is crazy, because my new favorite home uh, show, Hometown, the wife is, is very pretty, and the husband's just kind of like a lumberjack-looking oh, guy, you yeah. know? It's a, Kevin yeah. James. Yeah. You know, it's that yeah. type of thing where yeah. you get the, the stunning hey, wife. honey, where's my cool belt? You get the stunning wife and yeah. then the average-looking or even less than average-looking guy is like, the husband. The host from Chicago Rehab is a piece. Um, the, um, oh, gosh, uh, Good Bones, I think. The, the mother and, and the daughter is really, really hot. Like, all of them, yes. They're all really, really good-looking look, people. I don't know if, if initially if they really know what they're doing around the you know, I, I, construction I think it's world. a mix. Some of them do. Yeah. Some of them do, and that's clear. And some of them have other people there that tend to do a lot of them. Yeah. Well, Christina bought a yacht to make her feel better, and she named it Aftermath. Aww. Uh, her new toy is a 52-foot motor yacht that can sleep seven. God, I hope that helps. Mm. Yeah, you know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Christian Siriano. Rose to fame as a body-positive designer after yeah. winning Project Runway in 2008, and he's now planning to return to Bravo with a talk show dubbed So Siriano. So Siriano. <laughs> so Siriano. Uh, he shared on social media, plot twist, I have a new talk show, and it's fabulous, and so Siriano. I liked him. I, I Really, I think I only watched one season of Project Runway, and it was his season. Is he fun? He, I liked him a lot. Good. His his big catchphrase was fierce at the time. I don't okay. know if he's still doing the fierce I remember thing. that. Yeah. I, remember I that. thought it was Geter Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> That's imagine, he imagine, tried. Imagine. He tried, but apparently it was, uh, it was trademarked. Geter Dunn. <laughs> uh, he said, my new weekly pop culture talk show coming to BravoTV.com uh, every Thursday with guests you won't want to miss. Get ready for fun, he do said. You, do you know who? It's funny because you don't think there are certain people you you see them and there's a YouTube star called James Charles. Okay. Who is a, um, um, he, he's, I believe he identifies as a he. I wouldn't want to insult, but, but his thing is cosmetics and he's uh, oh. always wearing tons of makeup. And I'm like, you know, and I just, I just found him annoying in the short little things. And then I watched one or two of the segments of him doing stuff, going to shop for home or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, he, good. he's got some person. Yes, okay, yep. I get it now. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. If you didn't see this coming, you're not alone. Minnie Calling revealed that she welcomed a baby boy last month, her second child. How does she keep these things quiet? So we don't. Need, we never found out the father of the first no. child. Uh, the Mindy Project actress dropped the surprise birth news during her appearance on Thursday's The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Oh. Uh, she said, I'm telling it for the first time now. It feels so strange, but I gave birth to a baby on September 3rd. I love Mindy Kelly. Uh, 
Colbert said, no one even knew you were pregnant. She said, I know, I know. It's news to a lot of people, but it's true. Well, I mean, listen, we, we've been under quarantine. You can sort of like... Would yeah, you say these are uncertain times? These are uncertain times. Uh, it's easier now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kelly did not give more details and seemed surprised by Colbert's question over the child's name. She said, yes, yes, he has a name. His name is Spencer. So the the, it, the believed father of the first child was Ryan Howard. Yeah, B.J. Novak. Right, from uh, B.J. Novak from... Um... Not Ryan Howard from the Phillies. Right, yeah. His character's name was Ryan Howard. Yeah, I mean, is that just a rumor or is it actually supported so they, by they, they were they were in a long-term relationship and and you know I think they've just been friends for a long time. I don't Wiki's, think that they were actually Don't you have children with just your friends? No. <laughs> well, yeah, Wiki says that they have a close friendship. That's yeah. what they call it. And Wiki wow. is the people's encyclopedia. So wait, Nick, you're saying that they were never actually romantically involved. Just on the show. They were on the office together and they were wow. boyfriend girlfriend. She actually there. she actually said that they were romantic they for were. a while. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. You can't trust anybody. Oh. So anyhow, yeah, we still don't officially know who the father of uh, her daughter is uh, from that uh, first birth. So anyhow, she's a mother again, which is cool. I'm sure she'll be a great mom. Uh, A period drama called uh, Minamata, starring Johnny Depp, is selling wide internationally. Uh, The film, directed by Andrew Levitas, follows the story of real-life photojournalist W. Eugene Smith, who Johnny Depp is playing. Take a little pictures. Mm -hmm. With my camera. With your what? Camera. I don't even know what that camera. is. Camera. Oh, oh, camera. Okay. As he covers the 1970s era environmental disaster in Minamata, Japan. So this is like a blowout hot tub time machine kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. In fact, yeah, that's yeah. what it says here. They get in a hot tub and they travel back in time. The film does not have a USD. <laughs> and they become this Minamata guy. The film does not have... It's a place, Minamata. I don't know. Uh, the film does not have a U.S. deal as of yet, but when it premiered in Berlin... Death By the way, my ex-wife wants to get dumped in her bed. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> asked about that. <laughs> I just want to remind everybody. keep it in case you've forgotten. When it premiered in Berlin, Depp's performance was singled out as an awards season contender. So who knows? Well, you forget. <clears throat> no. He's it, like he's such a good actor. He really is. Uh, Ed Wood was on the other night and it's one of my absolute favorite movies of all time and he is brilliant in that movie. I like wearing women's clothing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's great. I've never seen it. Oh, you've got to see it. Uh, it's shame it, it, on me, right? It, Tim Burton everything about it if you love the that time in, uh, of movie making is it a lo- comedy it, it it by default it is okay but mm-hmm. it's the real life story of ed wood mm-hmm. is it um what's that matt damon sarah comedy? jessica parker gets to say this critic said i have the ho- face of a horse oh, it's in the movie what but, were you thinking of uh the, the comedy that matt damon is in on uh when he's stuck on mars it is, is it as funny as that one a martian, martian. yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so let's see. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, has become the most followed American male celebrity on Instagram. Uh, he has 200 million followers now. God almighty. Meanwhile, soccer... I'm still working on my first 100 million. Uh, soccer star Ronaldo has 238 million, and Ariana Grande has 203 million. So globally, who's the most uh, followed Instagram you know, star? Overall, what, what account has the most followers is Instagram. Instagram's account really? actually has That's... the most followers. Yeah, but uh, I didn't like even as know a, there was one. There is, yeah, but as a as a person, I think I follow it's... Twitter on Instagram. Do you? <laughs> you can follow Twitter on Twitter. Wait, does uh, Instagram post? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, they get like tips and whatever. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, but what, what, what individual, man and woman, does do they have any information in there concerning that? I'd be curious. Well, they just said, it says Ronaldo has two hundred thirty-eight million. He might have the most. Yeah, I Cristiano Ronaldo. I think okay. he's the most popular athlete and uh, around the world. Um, and then one of the Jenners was creeping up on him at one point, yeah. but I think he's still number one. What yeah, about the guy who played Mister Belding, Dennis Haskins? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's up there. Okay, yeah. he's still working on his first hundred million too, Steve. Uh, so Ariana Grande has two hundred three million in a post right. commemorating the milestone. He said, "Always speak your truth and do your best to speak your truth with compassion, with a little bit of poise, with a little bit of dignity, with respect, and with empathy." I'm sorry, but he just described you, Preston. I know. Dennis We're Haskins tight. has uh, twenty one point four thousand followers. So he's, got, he's got a little distance. Yeah, his uh, account. So we can boost it by the end of the show. Real Mister Belding. Yeah, there does we it, go. Does it have an official blue check by it? No. No, it doesn't. Neither does mine. So we're in that <laughs> You together. and Mr. Belding. Mm, me and Mr. Belding. <laughs> How do you go about that? That's a great album yeah. name. Me yeah. and Mr. No, Belding. It, it's like my dinner with Andre. Yeah. My dinner with Mr. <laughs> Belding. So what was it like? And halfway through the meal, you realize you've completely run out of stuff to talk about. Michael Giacchino should have thought about naming his album Me and Mr. Belding. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not too late. Mm. Uh, yes, it is. He's releasing oh, it. Sorry, it's coming out on the 30th. All right, anyway, uh, so he had also said, even when speaking your truth means you're going to dive into some conversations that might make people a little uncomfortable. So he's at 200 million Jeez. followers. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, then one last thing, then we're going to move on to uh, movies coming out. Um, the MDA Kevin Hart's uh, Kids Telethon, reboot of the long-running Muscular Dystrophy Association's Jerry Lewis MDA Telethon, uh, is announcing some more uh, names that will be involved. So the event is going to stream live on October 24th. Uh, Brian Cranston, uh, Adam Devine, uh, DJ Khaled, um, Daniel Levy, uh, let's see here, or, or Levy, I'm sorry. Uh, Leslie Mann, Robin Thicke, Gabrielle Union Wade, Jack Black, Usain Bolt, Josh Gad, Michael B. Jordan, Eva Longoria. There's a bunch. I say, so if you want to talk about something that, uh, you know, goes across all, there, there's no politics to this. Everyone yeah. can get behind this, which is great. Yeah. And I like the idea of the reboot. I used to love the Jerry Lewis telethon, but it, it, it was certainly fraying at the edges. It got a little crusty. Yeah, it yeah, was like, and, yeah, yeah. The, still, you know, the amazing Kreskin. Right. I mean, these yes. are all like A-list celebrities at this point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. they're rebooting it. So yeah. when uh, the primetime guy is, uh, you know, is, is a magician pulling uh, handkerchiefs out of his sock. Yeah. Uh, LOL Network, YouTube, Peacock, Amazon, and several other platforms will be broadcasting the telethon from eight to ten p.m. Huh. So it's not the. It's just a two-hour thing. Do you remember those staying up it was all night? Twenty-four hours. Yes. I, that was the goal. You tried to stay up all night mm-hmm. and watch every bit of it. I did because I was a kid. And you know what happened? Like at three a.m. is when you get the Rat Pack to come out, and mm-hmm. it'd be like, oh, okay. But no one ever saw that because it was, you know, it was yeah. Las Vegas hours. Yep. All right. Um, so we do have some new movies opening oh, up. If you're okay, ready to yeah. uh, get into that, here we go. <laughs> I hope Michael was listening to that. Uh, The War with Grandpa is coming out. It stars Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, and local kid Oaks Fegley, who we just spoke to. He's the main... Uh, child star in this movie. Great, great uh, young man. Very yeah, talented. We had yeah, great interview with him. Uh, so the story is Peter and his grandpa used to be very close. When Grandpa Jack moves in with the family, Peter's forced to give up his most prized possession, his bedroom. 
Peter will not stop at anything to get his room back. It is rated PG. It's an hour and 34 minutes long. It's wide release and streaming. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 35 Doesn't matter. Yeah. I, 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 it's a comedy. It's these a kind of things stick. never get good reviews, and yep. I love them. Yep. It's I a slap, love rever- yes. slapstick comedy, a lot of physical comedy, so yeah. it'll be fun no matter what, I'm sure. Also opening is Charm City Kings. It's a drama starring uh, Jaheed Diallo Winston. I, I hope I got his name right, or her name. I don't, I'm it's not familiar with the actor. Yeah. Uh, Meek Mill's in it. Uh, Kezi Curtis. Uh, the story is a young boy named Mouse joins a dirt bike gang in Baltimore. When Mouse's favorite uncle, Lewis, dies, he's left to care for his gorilla, Miko, who once gained notoriety for performing skateboard tricks. Within no time, the young boy and his gorilla... I, this is legit. This is a real movie? Yes, and his gorilla soon begin working as research scientists and invent a substitute for rubber. What? Come on. All right, if I'm going to be honest... <laughs> only the first, only the first sentence of that is part of the review. It was so I wanted to pat it out so you had something to read, Preston. Oh, oh so none of this out. is real. The part about the bike. Oh, yeah. I bought it. I thought. I, so you made that part of okay. I, I'm like, I wanted you to have more to read. Oh my god, I need to hear that again. Okay, because okay. I'm looking at this. I'm going. It's got a 78. percent they got and a gorilla? they pulled up the trailer, and I'm watching them. Like I don't see any gorillas or skateboards or rubber or anything like that. All right, no. And they pick a plot line and stick with it. People. It's a it's a dirt bike gang in Baltimore. Okay. Oh, no gorillas. No, no, no. All right. Uh, it's rated R, two hours and four minutes long. Limited release and streaming, and it's got a 78 percent so far at Rotten Tomatoes. All right, let's do the clips. Uh, the 16-part TV series, The Spanish Princess, follows Catherine of Aragon as she navigates England's politics on her way to the throne. And then this clip star, Charlotte Hope, talks about what she loves about Catherine's character in the second half of the show. She totally is strength and grit and, like, fire in her belly. But also, she's not afraid to crumple. She really feels a lot of emotions. And that, actually, I found kind of inspiring because I think there's a real strength when you're prepared to, like, wail, but with the knowledge that you're still going to survive, but that doesn't mean that, like, you can't really feel trauma. Shut the <laughs> f- up, huh? A new episode of The Spanish Princess premieres Sunday at 8. That I, is on Stars. Have you ever heard of the show? <clears throat> no. I know her as an actress, and I know she's good. I've no. never heard of the show. All right, here's the next clip. Hubie Halloween. Not only offers a stacked cast from top to bottom with several notable comedians, but it's also possibly the biggest Halloween movie this year for the whole family to enjoy. In this clip star, Kevin James discusses potentially doing another movie like this with the same cast. I'd love to. It's honestly one of those open-ended ones where just crazy stuff happens, especially during these times. People need to laugh like this. And it brought me back from the candy bars we were eating to the kids. It just had this great feeling to me. Hubie Halloween is available for streaming, and that is on Netflix. Is, it, is Adam Sandler in that? Adam Sandler okay. produces it, so it and it, it looks. Uh, listen again, he stars it's, in it's it critic proof. He stars yeah. in it. He's very much like Canteen Boy and the Water Boy, but uh, Ben Stiller makes an appearance as the older version of the Orderly. No, no way. Yes. Oh my yes. Happy Gilmore? So there's a whole bunch oh. of that in the movie. No, the same mustache, the same deal. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that great? Nice. I love it. And Adam, give us a call. We know you're in town. 
Adam Sandler is in the uh, in yeah. the filming as we speak, and he'll be here for a while. So we'd love to chat with him. I know it's not going to happen, but it doesn't matter because we have Michael Giacchino on yeah. this morning. Mm-hmm. He's going to be We're joining set. us. Uh, yeah, he's going to be joining us for the uh, course of the show after we break and come back. And he has some uh, musicians that are going to be accompanying him. We're excited about yes, this. Yes, this is awesome. And it uh, sounds great. We had the, uh, the the run-through earlier, and it sounds terrific. And a few of his buddies will be on the program, too. We're going to play some games, have some great conversations. we got a beautiful day starting to form here in Philadelphia. Yeah. The sunshine is going to be 72 degrees. So the world is our oyster. How about that? It's, it's up to us to F it up. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So we'll... And we'll we work on that, that for you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us today, gang. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Tala. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. As uh, we get ready to welcome our next guest on, I just want to say everything sounds like it will work. It sure as hell does, which makes me nervous. I know. Let's hope that it really does. But we have faith in our engineer, Rodney, who's been working. He was here uh, late into the evening working last night to make sure that this is going on. These guys have gotten up yeah. late in the evening, not early in the morning. I mean, it's 3 o'clock. Actually, it's, been, it's what, 4.20 a.m. in Los Angeles right now. So we appreciate them getting up so early. Uh, but this is to help promote the fact uh, that a friend of ours has his first solo album out. This is great. Yeah, a labor of love, yes, if you will, and a conceptual piece, which is really cool. We're too. huge fans of that idea. Yeah. So, and I hope I get the title correct. It's Michael Giacchino and his Nouvelle Modernica Orchestra Travelogue Volume One, and it officially is released. On the 30th of this month, and you'll be able to get it. I'm going to bring this little volume knob up, and let's see if we can welcome Mr. Michael Giacchino. Hey! Hey! Yes! It's it's so early. It's still dark. I know. It's still dark here. It's still dark. Well, listen, Michael (laughs) There were raccoons in the backyard when I went in there. Uh, Welcome to our world. This is is life for us. So, to to paint the picture for everyone here, we we actually have uh, visual confirmation. We can see Michael in his office uh, in California, and he's sitting behind a drum kit. And you have two gentlemen that are joining you this morning, Michael. Tell us about them. Well, we have Mark Gasparo and Andrew Sinewick. Now, both of these gentlemen have been playing with me forever, forever, on almost everything I've ever done. They've played on it, especially Mark. Mark's been there since day one, and uh, Mark plays piano, and Andrew's on guitar, and I challenge you to find two better people than them. They're just the greatest. Yeah, so all all that sad piano stuff you heard on Lost... That's all, Mark. Oh. Oh. Oh, I love that. Well, the, well. Up, the up theme when you were crying, that was Mark playing that. Wow. <clears throat> and, then so, and then one more, and then all the guitar, so much of the guitar stuff that you heard in Coco was uh, Andrew. Oh, I love so, that. That's Amazing. outstanding guitar yep. playing. Wow. Well, welcome, <laughs> yeah. gentlemen, Mark and Andrew. We appreciate it. And uh, as Steve was saying earlier, clearly there are financial ties here because there's no way in <laughs> yes. hell you would get up this early in the morning <laughs> just for your butt. <laughs> 
No one has friends that good. I mean, you love your friends, but there's a point at which it becomes insane. Wow. <laughs> so you know what? With that, with, with let, let's start. You know, uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna go all over the place this morning. You guys are gonna be able yeah. to perform. You have your instruments there, which is great. And, and we have the time to do that. And so we do. We've yeah. got all morning, and we're gonna talk about the uh, uh, the solo album, uh, Michael. But you mentioned Coco right off the bat, and and Andrew. Did did you write all that for him, uh, Michael, or did Andrew have some latitude in what he was able to play in the studio? And Andrew, you can jump in and let us know whatever you want. Well, I, you know the 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 musicians always have some amount of latitude, and you want that too. I mean, I wrote the the melody for him, and I gave him the chord structure, and then his performance is really what you're all feeling. You know, I mean, music is just dots on a page until a musician as talented as one of these two people picks it up and plays it. And I've always told them that, like, my, what I do would be nothing without them. So the performance is everything. everything. It's, it, it's funny, you know, we, we were, uh, and sadly, Eddie Van Halen passed away uh, this week, yeah. and uh, we were listening back to some interviews that he had done, or actually a lecture he had done at the Smithsonian, talking about the difficulty in transcribing what he does and turning it into sheet music and yeah. and that but that that is part of the deal so so uh, michael you can you can take it only so far you have the vision you have the sound that you want but then you turn it over yeah. to your friends the pros to, to breathe life into it correct absolutely and especially on something that involves solos like you were just talking about with, with, with what eddie would do with these these incredible solos you know there'll be times when the musicians are sort of locked into a framework and other times when they're just let loose and said okay here now you do what you want to do under the you know with with what you have in front of you and right. uh, that's always the most fun it's just to see what they do because all of those ideas are things that a lot of times i never would have thought of so uh it's just incredible. Rhythm section stuff is the best. Andrew, what do you what do you think about a guy like Eddie Van Halen? I mean, you know, here it is. You you make your living out of having music put in front of you and playing the way that it's uh, supposed to be played. Eddie didn't even know how to read music. How yeah. about people that are that virtuoso of a musician who don't have formal training like that? Yeah, I mean, it's just all uh, different skill sets, you know. And I, I think he actually did. He played piano and he had some uh, classical background. Yeah. Yeah, he was trained. So, uh, he was trained. He had piano lessons early, but then I, I think his, his uh, obviously his brother uh, Alex was the first one who, as from what we understand, picked up the guitar. Eddie was on the drums, and then they switched, and that right. uh, is, the rest is history, as they say. I think Alex had a paper up to play for the drums. <laughs> yeah. So while he was out delivering. Or other way around, to yeah. pay for the guitar. While he was out, Eddie was playing the guitar, and then he just said, well, let's switch. That's wow. wild. That's wild. <laughs> By the way, do any sessions happen at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, in your in your business? Uh, no. Maybe in the 80s, but film scoring is, is, tries to be a little more civilized okay. <laughs> with all of that. Well, let's let's talk about the, the new album. Did I get the title right? Novelle Modernica Orchestra. Travelogue Volume One. Okay. Yep. And yeah. I mean, the actual titles: Travelogue Volume One. The the Nouvelle uh, Modernica Orchestra is just the name of our band. Okay. And uh, it's a time traveling band. But uh, no, it was great. It was something we did. Uh, you know, when 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 here's when quarantine happened, I I started panicking slightly, going, okay, well, what can I do now? All my movies have been pushed into oblivion. Right. I don't know when they're when they're coming back. So I was like, well, I might as well write the themes for those movies right now, and I'll start working on music for those movies. And the first week, I was like, 
writing and writing and that and you know then I'm like what am I doing why why what am I doing I have this time that I've been given I'm, I'm gonna might as well do something that I've always wanted to do which was this particular album which is a weird mashup of of sci-fi storytelling and and Martin Denny style music with you know mixed in with Les Baxter and all of this stuff that I loved growing up and uh, so I just said all right put all the movies aside and I just did that we, we and were never no, I'm sorry. We, we were ta- we were just talking about the the um, Preston and I about the the concept album and how we missed that and that used to be yeah. a thing, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and so it conjured you know me- you know memories of of you know uh, Pink Floyd stuff and Genesis and 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 uh, mm-hmm. and Rush and then also I we we're fans of something ELO yeah. Ben yeah. Folds Ben Folds did some albums yeah. with uh, William Shatner and these kind of things. <laughs> Are, are are little joys that you can you know get a hold of, and and I don't think a lot of people realize how much fun it can be to have a story given to you yeah. this way. Now there's spoken word on the yep. album as well, correct? Uh huh. Yes, there is, and that's Janina Gavankar, who is an incredible actress and a good friend of mine. Uh, she is the voice of the traveler, and it really is the the story of a woman who is traveling, who is fleeing a planet that is filled with hate, which is filled with pollution, which is filled with unrest. Uh, and she's just done with it. And she leaves, go find a better place. She stumbles across Earth, ha-ha, and, uh, and, th- and thinks, oh, this place is great on its surface. You know, it's like she comes down, she's visiting, but slowly she starts realizing that the this place is, is not, no better, if not worse, than where she came from. And then she has to make a decision about what she wants to do. Is the responsibility of a person to take care of their own home or to flee their home when it's bad? So she decides to, to go home. Uh, so, and so that's, that's what it is. It's essentially a warning to always make sure you have a good travel agent. Correct? Uh, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> and you wrote, you wrote basically the story you wrote with Alice and Eve Hammersley. Do I have that correct? Yes, yes, yes. That's correct. She's and, amazing. Yep. And so I love this because I, I, we, I, and we used to do the thing where you'd get the album and you'd turn the lights off and you'd follow yes, the story. And, and you would listen to the whole thing the from whole front thing. to back. Yes, yes, yes exactly. And, and there's nothing like that. As in the dark as your mind provides the imagery, it's a great experience. I hope. I actually ordered this on record. And I'll tell you what a fan and, and uh, uh, I am of your work, Michael. I don't have a record player, so uh, I, I, uh, I oh, so I guess okay. I'm getting one. But I wanted to get something that would be signable. But I, I pre-ordered on the site Mondo. Is that the site Mondo? Yeah, Shop. that's Mondo. Rec- yep, MondoShop.com. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so I, I've ordered. But the, the artwork alone, I love. Uh, is the artwork a depiction of the alien herself? Well, it is. You see her in the center there. But if you unfold the artwork, you kind of get this sense of two eyes. Now, the artwork was done by Henry Abrams, who is a young artist who is just one, he's just one of my favorite people. He's an incredible, incredible kid. I know him. He's best friends with my son, uh, Mick. And uh, so he, uh, he has always done these incredible graphics for me, just on small little things here and there. And then right. I asked him if he wanted to tackle this, and he was just like... Yes, and he's he's just he's he's brilliant, and he came up with the most. I used to love those albums that would unfold and oh my god, inside, and your eyes would just like go, "What is going on here?" So it's 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 hidden. There's tons of hidden things in there. Uh, if you really if you really look, and you'll find all kinds of stuff. Do you remember um, how long and, you sat there and looked at the Sergeant Pepper's? album oh, and yeah. with, uh, oh all my of the God. little minutiae. Every face? Yes, everything. Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> How does that relate to the music? And I, It's an experience. Yeah. So in a way, this is a new piece of work that is also nostalgic in a sense, correct? And it Absolutely. And we've created a new language in there that, that my nephew Max actually uh, designed the lettering for and all of this. It's, like a, it, it's, it's a whole weird decodable thing. Ah. So, you know, I just love mystery. I love fun. And I love putting things out there that 
that are not the normal. And I think that, you know, in a world where everyone is just used to cherry picking whatever they want to hear at any time they want to hear, it's nice once in a while just to sit back, relax, get your mind off of what is going on in the world and just listen to a story. Steve, did you know that, uh, that Nick is on the album? I'm going to kill you. No? He no, is. no, that's awesome, Nick. That's yeah. awesome. Why yeah. are you going to kill me? I keep getting boned out of Michael Giacchino <laughs> no, stuff. You don't. I know, what? I know. It's, it's my... <laughs> you absolutely The do problem not. is... And it's the, not my fault. You're not on it. To all you guys listening, I'm also a working neurosurgeon. So dividing <laughs> time between radio and stuff is just a daunting thing. Michael, but, I do have a question for you because I'm really yeah. curious as to how the, the uh, creative process works for somebody like you when you have... Uh, so many irons in the fire. How do you compartmentalize? You know, how do you say, all right, you know, I'm going to use this musical idea for my album, and I'm going to save this for for uh, a, mu- a movie project that's coming up. I I generally actually don't do that. Like I invent it when I need it. You know, I don't have a stockpile of things that I save in a drawer that go, oh, this will be a good theme for later. This will be a good thing. And anytime I do something like that, I almost never use it. Um, hmm. because at some point I'll go back and listen to it and go, what was I thinking? Let's just throw that out. Um, so I usually it's like an on-demand type of thing. And, and you know, when I'm not working, I love not working. Hmm. Uh, I, I, but, but, I wonder if you – do you ever have a situation? Because it's sometimes – like I, I sketch a lot, and, and when I sketch and I don't like what I'm doing, I, I, I just immediately junk it so I don't waste time, uh, you know, going back to it. Do, is there something yeah. – do you ever approach oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a tendency sometimes people have to just overwork what they're doing. Just keep get, get, until it's right. It's, you know, they're they're after perfection. And and I have this 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 saying that I love that I heard once, which was uh, perfection is the enemy of good enough. And I think that <laughs> you know true. I'm always I'm always searching for the good enough. And I'm like you know because I'm so used to a, a schedule. Mm-hmm. You know everything has to be there is a you have to get this stuff done. You're on a schedule. There's a deadline, and you got to meet it. So if you just mess around too much with one thing. It throws off everything else. So you just got to get used to trusting your gut and throwing it down and just doing the best you can. Do you feel, and I think that probably comes from the notion that at this point you can accept that you're good enough you know, can win you Oscars. So, so, so you're good enough. Will keep us entertained. But I know what you're saying. There is a, a, a pragmatic and real. We always laugh at you yeah. know for years in rock. Man, there's sellout. Their music's on a commercial and they're selling out. And and now you'll an artist will come out and the first thing they do is their music ends up in a commercial because yeah. you've got to eat. You know, you've got to yeah. do all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you have to be on the clock and be an artist at the same time. And that's well, just a practical world. And everyone is much more savvy these days, too. If you look at a lot of the contracts that were written back in the day, a lot of those bands got screwed. And, uh, I mean, almost all of them, you know. So that's why they're still touring today. And, you know, that's the one place they can still make money is touring. Do you think this this album could have been made or could exist without having this time, this forced time off? Uh, I think it would have been a, it would eventually shown up, but probably a long time from now. So I, I I'm so happy that that yeah. I'm able to have the time. I'm not happy with the reasons right, why we yeah. have the time off, but uh, you know, otherwise it's it's been a great creative sort of drive, and it's been so wonderful just to sit down and do whatever you want to do without a committee of people going. Well, I don't know. Let's uh, try it this way or that way. You know, you just kind of just shut the door and do what you want. Right. I'm going to play a little bit of the music here from the first track, uh, Michael. Suddenly struck with yeah. Uh, just have this kind of rolling underneath, and, and this is um, that uh, Janina. Janina. Yeah, you yep. had mentioned earlier doing the spoken word. Yeah. But how many 
how many people are in the the band in the group? Because uh, it sounds it's got a very full sound to it. it. Sounds like there's a lot of people involved in this. Well, I think there's about eight people in the core band, and okay. then we have a full string section too. Okay, that we recorded. And how were you able to get everybody to do this during uh, quarantine time? You know, it wasn't always easy. Uh, but what we did was I gave them the frameworks. Everyone got their own parts, was sent to their house, and everyone recorded their own things at home. And Mark. On the piano, which just send me like three, three versions of the piece. You know, he'll play it through three times, three, four times, and do different things each time. And then I was able to pick and choose what I like. Sometimes I'd left everything in, and uh, Andrew did the same. Andrew kind of went and then would give me three, four, five tracks. Uh, you know, and I'd give them an idea of what I was looking for for the particular track, and they would just do it. And I, you know, in the beginning, Warren uh, Brown and I, Warren Brown is my engineer, and he engineered the whole thing and mixed it. And he's he's responsible for setting us up here today too. So thank you, Warren. And uh, we uh, we didn't know if it was going to work. We were just like, is this going to work? I have no idea. And and it was amazing when it all started coming together. It sounded like they were all playing together in the same room. And I think part of that is because. We have played together so long. We know each other so well. Right. You know, we know what we like, and we all are ve- have very similar tastes in certain areas. So it was just a it was just a, a joy to, to do with everyone. It's, I'm a, it's amazing I'm, that you can pull it off and have it sound like you guys were all together. It, look, it sounds yeah. fantastic. I'm a little strict. Dis- I'm sorry. I, no, I was no, going to say I'm a little disappointed, and I, I want to backtrack a little bit here. How is Nick on the album? Oh, I'm sorry. You guys never explained. Let me let me let me make let me let me put the knife in even a little bit no, more. No, no, I'm I'm disappointed that you guys didn't explain why. Uh, not not oh, that he's oh. on the album. I'm actually excited that he's on the album. I'm not sure well, I need the, to hear it. <laughs> there, there, there's a there's a at the, one of the last tracks. Second to last track is sort of like the culmination of the whole story, and. There's a phrase that is repeated in and over and over, and it grows to about 200 people saying this phrase, and uh, and he's one of the people uh, saying it, um, along with other people, sort of like uh, Lin Manuel and Paul McCartney, and there's all these all these really wonderful Brad Bird, you know Richard Kind, all these great people who who lent their voices to me. So Nick has uh, now to, worked with Paul McCartney. Mm. Well, listen, I, I guess he could put I guess he could put that yeah. on his resume now. Yes, McCartney Tech. <laughs> Me and I was like, all right, Paul, I'm a little busy this week. So Nick, so- Nick, Nick, how are you going to play this? I'm a little curious, Nick. How are you going to do it? Uh, I extended the offer to Preston and Steve, and, and I, I guess they didn't see the uh, the text or whatever. But um, I was in surgery. Yeah, Steve was working on a brain at the time. <laughs> but it, I can't wait to hear it. I'm really excited about it, and I, I think I'll do the th- uh, same thing that Steve did and, and buy it on vinyl. You know, Why not? S- yeah. Steve, the director of Batman, did it too. So I mean, uh, uh, Nick, yeah. where did you record your line? Matt uh, Reeves. I was in. A, uh, a, a Abbey Road Studios, no, <laughs> my, my living room. Um, but Michael, speaking of Batman, Batman and I, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I, I believe we have a little treat for for Steve Morrison. I don't know if you want to do that now, or if you want to do that later. Yeah, we can do it right now. You know, I, I just thought, Steve, for today, for today, you you could own the Batman theme from the new movie, and and anytime you want it. You just say it. Say, I, I need some Batman, and, 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 and we'll play it. Oh. And it's, a, it's just a very simple, you know. You saw the screen. You saw the screen test. All right, here we yeah. go, Mark. Go ahead. Oh, wow. It's an exclusive. Let's hear some Batman, Steve. Come on, give us some lines. You want me to do the voice? 
Yeah. I don't know how Pattinson's going to do it, and I wouldn't want to sully his image. I'll, I'll do it the way I think I would do it. I am the Dark Knight. <laughs> I'm the hero you need. I'm a little bit shorter. No, I love this. There you go. So anytime oh, that's you need dark. It, anytime yeah. you need it, just, just... Okay. No, Thank you. Up. I will call it. I'll that tell you yours. what, just on that notion, and you know I'm going to fanboy out like crazy on this, everything <laughs> that I'm seeing, I love Matt Reeves, I, Pattinson's a great choice, that clip, and your music, and also the incorporation uh, of some Nirvana, Nirvana yeah. in, the, uh, in the deal, sensational. Now, uh, you know, it's, it's starting and stopping and starting and stopping. It will get completed, obviously, and we'll get to that point. Yeah. But, yeah. but when you described initially, when we were asking you how you approach the thing, and you think, okay... You know, it, it, I, I love your way of doing it because it's very organic. What would Batman think? What would he? What, yeah. would, what would be his deal? And we're catching a young Bruce Wayne trying to figure out where he fits in the world, and sort of casting off his his the, the wealth that he has and trying to be something more substantive. And and, and God damn it, you you nailed it. So it's, <laughs> it, it sounds great. It just sounds great. I just kept thinking, like, all right, what would be in his head yeah. as he was standing there looking across the landscape of Gotham? Right. You know, I mean, what's going on in that kind of person's head? No, it's sensational. And, and obviously, we're, 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 we're chomping at the bit, but I think we're, we're going to have to wait a little bit, but, you yeah. know, it's, it's yeah, worth the wait. Have to wait. So, yeah. yeah have, you, have you completed your end of things, Michael? Is that still. <laughs> no. He's okay. laughing. No. He's laughing heartily. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, we recorded about 40 minutes of music that they could have to use for editing a different purposes and, okay. and trailers and things but um but really i haven't you know i've seen a bunch of the film but i haven't i don't have anything to work with yet so yeah. uh, it's, I'll just it's wait. interesting what we don't know as far as the industry and how it goes and you you schooled us on that when we when we came out for the um uh the the recording of spider-man homecoming and i had asked you know when when you guys were uh, still you know the orchestra's recording the music and they were they were showing renderings of the film while we were in the studio and some of it was not finished yeah. and i was under the impression that the movie was in the can, ready to go. Then you add the music to it, and you were like, "Oh, oh no. No, 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 no!" And it was no, only I mean, a few months away from release, too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes what we're working to is so unfinished, and uh, and and then changes drastically too after we record. Depending on the film, depending on the director, it can change drastically. So a lot of times we're dealing with either music editing, which means taking the music we recorded it and and uh, and re-editing it to fit the new version of the picture. Or going in and actually rescoring certain scenes because they've been changed so much that there's no saving what we did. Uh, so, and it's it's no it's no reflection on the players or me or anything. It's just you know the process of making a movie. It's it's hard. So you're constantly looking for that best version of it. Yeah. And now with digital editing tools, they can just do it all the way up to almost you know the time you're waiting in line <laughs> to buy to buy a ticket. So right. it's a little crazy. Speaking of the players, one of the things, I, and I'll just I, I've probably said this before, but I'm always impressed by was that they had seen the music for the first time that day, and then they they were able to sit down and work on this score with you. Um, and yeah. Michael, when you get to work with world class musicians like that, it's just got to blow you away. They you've been working on this in your mind and 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 testing the material out, and then you hand it to these geniuses, and they sit yeah. down and they they then deliver it to you. That it's just got to be a really yeah, no cool. no. 
it is the most incredible thing you've ever seen. And, and you can put whatever, you know, you can challenge them in any way. And they always just look at you like, eh, that's nothing. And they just play it. You know, they just play it no have matter you, how hard it is. Have you ever, you know, because when you, when you hear that as the creator and then you hear it all come back to you assembled by these great musicians, have you ever teared up at, at a composition seeing, hearing it realized the way you had hoped it would be? Yeah, it happens because music is such a powerful, powerful thing. And especially if it's live music right in front of you, yeah. it's hard not to. It's really hard not to. I'll tell you where that happens the most is if when I'm, I'm doing a lost concert, if we're doing a live concert and, and we're, we're playing. And, and, and that is such an emotional show and it has such emotional uh, meaning for me in terms of the, you know, working on it and the people I met doing it and all of that. Uh, sometimes even just standing up there conducting certain pieces will start and I'll be like, oh boy, hold it together, <laughs> hold it together. I love that. Uh, yeah, no, that, that music is, is and we, we, we right from the get-go, and we jumped all over that, and there was a, a large part of the build of our fan base was predicated on the collective experience of viewing Lost. But yeah. right from the get-go, we were saying, this music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, and by the way, uh, yeah. Here, yeah, wait, I is think this, this might be it. Okay, because this, this might be uh, Mark playing this. Hang on a second. We, we play this all the time. Is this it? We have two, and I don't know. No, that's from the video game. Hang on, it was this one. There we go. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. That's right. So, is that Mark? This would be you playing piano, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is how we really found out about Michael and the connection to MMR in the first place. Was that we we loved the music, you know, it really added an element to Lost. And then uh, either we found out or our listeners alerted us to the fact that, Michael, you grew up in South Jersey. And then yep. we found out that you grew up listening to MMR. And then yep. you were in town one time. And I think uh, you, you did the live score at The Man um, for right. one of the Star Trek movies, right? Uh, yep, that's it. That's right. And then uh, we, I came into the studio and did this live show. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, this uh, music. Mark's a Pennsylvania so boy, by the way. He's from... Uh uh, Pittsburgh, I nice. believe. Yeah. That's right. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yay. That's, that's a classic. Yay. That's a classic Pittsburgh thing. Pittsburgh thing. Yay. 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 Uh, hey, I wanted to, I, a, a listener sent me an email, uh, Michael, with a question for you. I thought this was kind of sure. interesting. His name is Chuck Hallahan. He said, I'm a music teacher and a film score nut. I'm excited about uh, uh, Michael coming on. He said, there's a question I've been dying to hear him answer. I've Whoa. checked out some of his scores for studying uh, and his rehearsal cue notes and performance directions are at times pretty hilarious. And he gives a couple of examples. He said he, pre- oh, he was God. pretty sure he saw in The Incredibles one that said, Get down, sexy bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and another yeah, one that well. said, Slower than a Texas president. And he said some of those are PG, those are PG compared to others. I was wondering how the players handle it, and if he's ever had somebody get bent out of shape during a session from something he wrote, or his orchestrators adding the, adding to those comments. Well, okay, we're still trying to figure out how that particular score got out with those comments on it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so that's one thing. The other thing is, yeah, a lot of that more. Uh, I mean, look, we do goofy things, and we certainly make crazy titles for the for all of our tracks and all of that. Uh, but a lot of what you just read actually was was written by Tim Simonek, the orchestrator. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, I think a lot of times people are working. It's either late at night or whatever. They get bored and they get punch drunk, and they're just like. You know, let's just they, they goof around. So, um, and has anyone ever been offended? 
Uh, I don't know if I can answer that truthfully. I'm sure someone has, <laughs> you know, well, and, I apo- and I apologize if they have. Just realize uh, that everywhere someone has to stick up their ass about something. So don't something, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you can't <laughs> slalom through life without that. So No, exactly. I, I wanted to ask, tra- so Travel Log Volume 1 asked the yeah. question, will there be a Volume 2? And yes, it, and absolutely. And so you are a filmmaker, uh, you know, um, ah. by... by um, Training and you've, yep. you've done your own films, which we've uh, talked about and, and love your short films. Yep. Uh, would you ever take the helm at a uh, film version of this? Yes, I would love to. Yes, that is one of the reasons even to make the thing was to, you know, I always you know was thinking like, okay, well, you can do a graphic novel and then have that turned into a movie. Why can't you just do an album and have that turned into a movie as well? Right. So, uh, you know, so that this was sort of the first step in that process was doing that. And if you take a look at the animated teaser that we did, it gives you a, a glimpse as to what I hope the whole thing could look like you know we we did an animated teaser uh for it and it turned out beautifully and um so uh yeah i, I hope so that's cool. what i want very cool excellent yep. well listen we're we're gonna need to take our first commercial break with you guys but uh if you're just tuning in michael giacchino and uh, band members andrew and mark are on board uh, to promote michael's uh new album uh which will be available on the 30th it's called travelogue volume one uh, and they've they've got their instruments. Yes, they're going to be playing throughout the course of the show. We're gonna, we got some contests and stuff, and some of your buddies are going to be joining us later on as well, Michael. Yeah, we got a couple goofballs coming on, so it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's your crew, Kirk Thatcher and uh, David Silverman. David Silverman. Yeah, are we having Richard Kind on, Nick? We are. Yeah, I, last minute edition, yeah. and and I just found this out, Michael. But uh, Richard Kind graduated from the same high school as our very own Kathy Romano and our very own Nick Murphy. They all went Aww. to Pensbury High School. Yeah, I didn't know he was a PA guy. Uh, another yes, PA he guy. Is. Yay! <laughs> Yeah. 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 By the way, so is Paul McCartney. Paul yeah, McCartney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. A lot of people don't yeah. know that. <laughs> Went to the same high school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and as far as these guys playing music, we're just we're just kind of playing by ear here. So uh, on our way out, guys, if you wouldn't mind giving us some of The Incredibles, that would be fantastic. And we'll play out with that and come back, and then we'll, we'll play around with some music later on. Here we go. All right. One, two, three. Those notes are coming live in California as we speak. So what we're going to do is take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two and get more of Michael Giacchino and company. Stay with us. We all got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Beginning today, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions. The Air Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah, and Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with Pierre and 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Ground champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
Kathy, I have exciting news for you. Oh, what As is As we it? go to NJM Insurance Group Traffic, you get a custom Ooh. traffic bed from the Chiquino Trio. I love it. So let's get a look at NJM Insurance Group Traffic. Kathy, what's going on One, this morning? Two, three. Google Expressway westbound jams University to 30th Street. That's the left lane construction. Uh, also slowing westbound from City to Belmont. Eastbound on the Schuylkill slows the boulevard into Girard. 95 northbound, heavy near the Platte Bridge. There's ramp restrictions there. An accident on the ramp to go to 291, the Platte Bridge. Uh, south on 95 jams Cotman through to... Bridge Street, uh, that's through the construction zone there, and then the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard. Uh, we've got uh, some, it looks like an accident on 295 uh, between, right near Clark, uh, Clarksboro, Route 73, both directions between Cross Keys and Cooper Road. We've got the left turn signal closed, and uh, that is for some repairs. This traffic report brought to you by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. Save money with paper mile insurance from Allstate. Call local Allstate agent and get a quote now. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And there it is. Yeah! With custom music for traffic. That was perfect. Very chaotic, very moving, very kinetic. Like traffic. Yeah, but, like but still traffic. hopeful. Hopeful, Preston. Yes, there's still, still hope. Hope, hope that I'll Gotta get have to hope. work. Gotta have hope. Yeah. We, we need that off-ramp open. We yes. Need it open. yes, we do. I, I can get around this. I just have to drive through some lawns. By the way, do you like that, the Giacchino Trio? I just made that yeah. up at the last second. I think it works great. Excellent. It works great. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, award-winning composer Michael Giacchino, friend of the press in the Steve Show, on with us live this morning, uh, promoting his debut solo album, which is coming out on the 30th. It is called Travelogue Volume 1. And part of the trio this morning, we have on guitar Andrew Senowitz and on piano Mark Gasbaro, who are on. Our new friends. And by the way, and, and I'll point out their accolades as the, the support guys this morning as we're going through the course of the show. Andrew, do, are you playing guitar on Let It Go from Frozen? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Wow! Dude. Dude, that's massive. <laughs> that became moderately popular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't you play on Cobra Kai, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you guys watched the show? Are you talking about us? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Have you guys seen no, Cobra Kai? I, I, I haven't yet, and I was just chastised by another friend about a week ago <laughs> for not having done it. So it's now been bumped up on the list. So. It, it should. On the surface, it seems like it's going to be just a goofy, tongue-in-cheek poke at the at the movies. Uh, but then you watch, and you're like, oh, my God, this show has heart. This is really good. Uh, yeah. So it's it's worth your time to, uh, to watch it. So. Um, Will do. Yeah, so these guys are going to be uh, adding musical accompaniment through the show. We have some uh, guests that are going to be joining us as well uh, that are part of uh, of uh, Michael's life. His, his buddies, uh, Kirk Thatcher and David Silverman and Richard Kind. Richard Kind. Who you know from now, so many Now, I'm texting with people. Richard. I've been texting Richard, you know, right now, and I see that he's reading all my texts. He's probably still waking up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's still, it's, it's, it's in the works, we'll say that. Tell right? him I went yeah, to Pensbury. So, that should seal it. <laughs> uh, so I think we should just cold call him at, at 815, <laughs> okay. and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll text you his number so we all can right. do that. Perfect. All right. All right, while these guys are in it, and Michael can jump in at any time, and, and feel free to join, we're going to do the Bizarre File, so here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, and this morning it is brought to you by Godshaw's. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. Make the switch to Godshaw's Real Wood Smoke Turkey Bacon. And check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook at Godshaw's.com. And, yes, if you guys want to add to our theme, feel free to play your instruments. I will we'll not uh, complain about that at all. All right, we're going to start with this story. 
A man plunged more than 100 feet to his death while taking Uh, photos at Arizona's Glen Canyon Dam Overlook. And listen to this, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a sad one. Uh. But listen to this. While the the crew was retrieving his body, they found another set of human remains nearby. I read that last night. It's crazy. Orlando Serrano Arzola from Phoenix fell during his photo shoot early Sunday. Witnesses reported the victim was on top of the rim overlooking Colorado River taking pictures when he fell approximately 100 feet and then slid another 150 feet further. Uh, The victim suffered severe trauma, showed no signs of life after the fall. They had a sheriff's deputy rappelled down, and during the discovery mission, the crew discovered bones at the base of the overlook that were also determined to be human remains. Yeah. Now that that's the beginning of a movie. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh so the sheriff's office and National Park Service are conducting an investigation and more information will be released when it is available. All right, a man right. was gored by an elk on a golf course over the weekend, was taken to a local hospital, and doctors had determined that his kidney had been cut. Oh Zach oh. Bornhoft was golfing on Saturday evening oh at Evergreen God. Golf Course where he made uh, where more than an estimated 100 elk were spending the day. They like to golf as well? I guess so. Bornhoff <laughs> said that uh, I know I know a couple of golf courses we could send that elk to. <laughs> that he could he had never felt threatened by the elk, keeping a distance of at least 20 feet until he finished up the 16th hole. Now teeing off of the 17th hole, elk surrounded the golfers. He said on his Facebook page, he said we took it slow. Were they respectfully quiet to get out of the way? Yes, they yeah. were following decorum and and, uh, oh. however, this bull, this bull elk was eyeing us down, he said. Bornoff's golfing party tried to slowly get out of the area, but the bull had charged his golf cart. The bull missed the front end of the cart on the initial charge, he said, and then we sped off to get away. But that's when the bull charged again, striking the side of the golf cart where his antlers went directly into oh. my side my and the golf really? cart. And one antler Ow. just happened to gore me. His left... His left kidney was lacerated, <laughs> but he expects to make a full recovery. So uh, they consider 20 feet enough away from a bull elk? I That's a so. safety margin? I guess so. Oh, it's totally safe now. Wait, Wait, is that like a rule? Is that like a standing rule that I don't know about? Yeah, if you go to any any professional golf course has a chart with animals and the proper distance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You're supposed to repair your ball marks and stand 20 feet from elk. Guys, it's a Kodiak bear. You can come in five feet. Uh, large numbers of elk typically visit the Evergreen Course, which is Denver's signature mountain course at 7,200 feet in elevation along Bear Creek, where the golf course staffers and Denver Park Rangers sometimes advise golfers to skip certain holes. Because of wildlife, so... <laughs> well, well, F that course. You gotta be careful. <laughs> Jesus. Right, how about this? Uh, what one Iowa man's... What was one Iowa man's solution? Making sure that his neighbors didn't find out about his theft? Well, it was even more theft. So Peter DeJager, who owns the foreign candy company in Hull, Iowa, yeah. was caught stealing a Joe Biden yard sign in July. Now, at first, he pled not guilty to the two misdemeanor charges for fifth-degree theft and trespassing. But Yeager didn't exactly respond like an innocent man when his charges were printed in the Dixon, Dickinson County News on September 2nd. Security cameras at the Spirit Lake Jiffy Station showed Yeager taking a stack of the newspapers without paying for them on September 3rd. Multiple other businesses, including the Spirit Lake Come and Go, the Spirit Lake Freeway, the Spirit Lake High V, the Okoboji Come and Go, and Jennings Shell Station, all reported similar 
newspaper thefts in that time frame. This guy drove all around town. Trying to keep people from seeing it. Stealing all the newspapers so people wow. wouldn't find out that he stole a Biden sign. Or maybe he just likes playing the word scramble. Uh, some of the store clerks who recognized Yeager confronted him about the theft. When the come-and-go manager confronted him, the 70-year-old initially tried to deny that he had stolen anything and char- changed his story about why he took the papers several times. Aren't they aware of the fact that most of these convenience stores and gas stations have cameras? Uh, I don't know about that. And also the fact that all of these stories are available digitally, too. So What's that? What's that? He, he wasn't stopping <laughs> He tried anything. to steal the Internet. Yeah. The Jiffy Station filed charges against the business owner for the newspaper theft. He pled guilty to the charges less than two weeks later and was ordered to pay a $105 fine for the crime. And then he ended up uh, pleading guilty to stealing the sign as well. So he's got a few different fines he's going to have to pay. $105. (laughs) A supercar worth six figures has been left significantly damaged in the United Kingdom after it became stuck in the sand dunes on a beach north of Newcastle. Uh, there was a video from the incident that shows the dark gray Maserati at a standstill in a sand in sand at Anna Bay. Uh, Anna with Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was yes. Anna Bay. <laughs> with a with a tow card uh, cord attached between its front bumper and the rear of another driver's vehicle. As the vehicle began to accelerate and surge forward, an audible crack was heard, oh. and the Maserati's bumper was ripped off, snapping <laughs> into pieces. Why was it? Uh, did some idiot think it was the perfect vehicle to take out on the beach? There was no word on why the guy yeah. decided to go out on the beach. Bystanders watching the attempt at recovering the vehicle can be heard gasping and swearing as the bumper shatters. You know, there's a guy, we talked about it before, out in Brigantine, right. who makes a calendar of all the cars that get stuck on the beach out oh, there. Oh, that's great. And it's pretty, because he owns a tow company, he has to go out and tow all the cars away. Uh, so he's yeah, made a Maserati's calendar. Maserati's the perfect off-road vehicle. Yep. All right, and then I we'll, remember, you know, when I was a kid, we actually drove on Daytona Beach. My, yes. We have a picture of our station wagon on Daytona Beach right. from a family vacation. It's crazy. I yeah. think they've ratcheted back a little bit from that because, like, every year someone gets driven over. Oh, who's, yeah. yeah. who's laying on the beach. <laughs> All right, well, it's funny you mentioned that, Steve. I got a dead body story right here. Yeah, wrap awesome. Up with. A passerby <laughs> who thought they spotted a Halloween decoration in the parking lot of a Maryland bar actually discovered a dead body. Uh, this happens every year. Yeah. Sometimes you'll hear people who actually hang themselves in a tree and people think it's a Halloween decoration. Right. Uh, the unidentified person called 911 after seeing what they believe to be a Halloween decoration in the parking lot of a closed bar called the Rustic Inn outside of Baltimore. Police responded, discovering the dead body. Uh, right now, the only information the police had is that the body had suffered some form of trauma. How is it? Was it just in the, on the on the pavement? It was like behind a dumpster, or what? Was... I I don't know. I think it was just in the parking lot. So um, it's kind of a lame decoration. Yeah, they said they don't know what the trauma is just yet. The identity of the victim was not immediately uh, released, so they sad. are obviously uh, looking into that. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, wrapping that up. Andrew. I just keep thinking about that bumper ripping off. What did they connect the thing to? I know, right? There's some, isn't there a there's a structure the, underneath there you're supposed to hold on to that's no, firmer than the bumper. You just tie it to the side view mirror. But I think it, I think it was just a buddy with the truck yeah. who had no idea what he was doing. So Get yeah. Goober. He's good with Maseratis. Right, right exactly. <laughs> uh, Michael Giacchino is joining us uh, this morning. His new album is coming out on the 30th. It is called Travelogue Volume 1. If you missed it earlier, 
we had a, a teaser of some Batman music. Remember, Steve, you can call upon that anytime you want. Yeah, I, 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 I will. I will be calling upon it. Not right now. I don't want to. I don't want to push my luck. But yes, you can damn well. N- I'm going to hit it again. I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is the sun coming up yet for you guys, or is it still dark uh, where you are? It's still dark. Okay. It's still dark. Yeah. Uh, it's still, the raccoons are still outside my door. Too. <laughs> this becomes sort of a, 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 a new horror movie. <laughs> where, Michael, yeah, well, where are you? Are you in, well, welcome to my world. Yeah. Are you where in your I? office or in your uh, your treehouse? <laughs> I'm in my treehouse, actually. Because really? of social distancing and everything, you know, we needed four spaces. So uh, Mark is in the third office. Andrew is in the second office. Warren, our engineer, is in the first, my office. And then I'm up here in the treehouse oh, where we brought all this nonsense. He's a famous so, Hollywood yep. composer. <laughs> But then the raccoons came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is normally where they probably hang out at night. They're like, who the hell's in our it, spot? This is Michael yeah, Giacchino so. calling 911. The animals have very human-like hands. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any of your uh, famous toys or props anywhere near you? Could, maybe we could see those at some point. Uh, we, yeah, maybe during the next break I'll go cra- uh, grab a couple things. All right, very nice. Do that. Uh, the yeah, treehouse. Yeah, I do have a I have a tiger skull in here, but uh, <laughs> other than that, and I have a Dharma wine bottle and uh, let's see. But but uh, the the good stuff's down in there. All right, yeah. well we understand. Okay. Yeah, you got to do yep. what you got to do. Well, you know what? I, I was going to have you guys play us out each one of these uh, segments, and I'm gonna we're going to take a break right now. And I didn't set up ahead of time because I, I knew we were supposed to talk about that last time. We had the Incredibles. Is there anything you guys want to play as we're Working our way out. Why don't you play Coco. up? Up, okay. Yeah. Play some Coco. Okay. I think they're going to do up. We'll get All to right. oh, up. Oh, oh excellent. Yeah. I love it. And, and by the way, the, the Oscar, the one was uh, was for up. What year did up, uh, did that happen? Was that 2009, I believe? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I still, uh, you know. It'll, it'll make you well up every time. It just melts yeah. you at the yeah. beginning. So, all right. Ahead, um, whenever you guys are ready. One, two, three. Take a break. <laughs> I just want to sit here and listen to this for a little while. Wow. And with that, we I'm will be back. Forever, we will yeah. be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Michael Giacchino yeah. and his friends on the air. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer's Real Expert Jewelers are available for virtual and in-store appointments. Real diamonds, real experts, real people. It's easy to go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers is not in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. My wife and daughter went to a pumpkin patch yesterday. Really? Brought back some pumpkins here to the house. Of course, that time when you do it, we haven't we haven't done any jack lantern stuff yet. Got to, that's gonna be coming soon, right? Yeah. It's yeah. The ninth. Did they go to Mary Mead? They did go to Mary Mead. Oh, yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool to note uh, when I purchased uh, Michael Giacchino's uh, album, yeah. uh, Travelog Volume One, mm-hmm. on uh, the Mondo site. They had a replica of the Halloween jack o' lantern from the movie poster Ooh. as a tiki mug. You I might have to get it. I bought it. Are you kidding me? I did. Nice. 
But Mary Mead's a great place to drop your ice cream on the ground and then eat it anyway, yeah. right? Tastes, yeah. Tastes fine. All you got to do is pick out the rocks. And, Except uh, McElwain tradition. Yeah. yeah. That's what Nick's dad did. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, composer Michael Giacchino and uh, two of his close friends and musicians, Andrew and Mark, are joining us, and they are giving us live music to play along with Kathy's traffic. So, fellas, whenever you're ready, NJM Insurance Group Traffic. Kathy, what's going on this morning? Schuylkill Expressway eastbound is jammed from Montgomery into the Vine Expressway. Also from Penrose Avenue to Packer Avenue. That's a new construction layout, so people are trying to get used to that. Westbound slows City to Belmont, 95 southbound, slowing from Cotman through to Girard on the northbound side of the Flat Bridge. That accident cleared. And then in New Jersey, uh, we have some delays on 55 northbound, just north of Deptford to the 42 freeway and then 73 both directions. We still have the left turn lane uh, closed between Cross Keys and Cooper Road and that is because of a down traffic signal. This traffic report brought to you by Ford. It's your month, America, because this is Ford Truck Month, the best time to get great deals on F-150, Super Duty, and Ford Ranger trucks, as tough as the people who drive them. So get moving, America, and get to Ford Truck Month today. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. There you go. By the way, I I think the live music keeps Kathy extra precise. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, Live funky traffic music from the Giacchino Trio this morning on the Chris and Steve Show. Imagine if she had to report, like, a 10-car accident <laughs> with that funky... Uh... Oh, yeah. That's right. I'd so, inform them first. I'm sure they'd have something. Steve, I'm surprised you survived the Mondo Shop site without buying everything. <laughs> there is a ton of great stuff. So I, 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 if you heard me mention, I got this, 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 uh, this tiki... Halloween jack-o'-lantern from the movie poster, the original John Carpenter film. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of cool stuff on there. Right? So thank you for turning me on to that. Yep. yep. Well, yeah, Mike, they have great stuff. Michael's a you're, you're a tchotchke guy. You do have your yeah. your collectibles. We've seen your office. You have so many different things. And and uh, do you have to resist? You know, <laughs> you don't resist the, the impulse purchasing of, of this and that and everything. I've I've stopped. I've limited now to just things that I've worked on, like getting pieces of maybe the the films, the props or something from the films that I worked on, and then also just keeping my old toys from when I was a kid because. Oh, you know, I don't know where to put anything anymore. So, well, and you, and you start to shift, Michael. You're right. Like, like I like. Well, okay, I, I decided I no longer am going to collect these things. And, yes. you, and you move on, and you start to cycle through. And then one of the great joys is if you have stuff, if you can pass it along to other fans and just sort of give it to them. I find that's a cool yep. thing to do. So, as I'm, and it also gives you a reason to buy new stuff, uh, which is yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so you, you feel good about clearing out your life, but you're really not clearing out no, your life. No, it's you're, all, you're, it's all it's a, a selfish... Door. Exactly, exactly. You've got it down to, to a science. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. Michael's first solo album is out on the 30th. It is called uh, Travelogue Volume 1. It is a conceptual piece of music. We've heard snippets of it. It sounds fantastic. And uh, one of the things about... Now, initially... We were going to be in Los Angeles broadcasting yeah. live from Michael's house. But something happened. Something happened. Something came up that yeah, restricted what was that? the travel <laughs> issues, so we weren't able to do it. And we were very much looking forward to it and would still like to do it someday when the world gets back to normal. Um, we will. And uh, so what, one of the things we were also going to do is maybe have uh, Michael invite some of his friends over that were able to come on the air. We're still going to be able to do that today. It would have been uh, you know, really cool to do it in a live situation in person, but... Uh, one of them is on the line and ready to go, and I'm very excited to speak to him because he's been in so many great things. He's fantastic. But I'm going to uh, play a clip that ties him directly in with Michael, and it is a clip from Inside Out, my favorite animated film. 
Uh, and I'm going to play this. Here we go. Who's the best in every way and wants to sing this song the same? Who's your friend who likes to play? Bing, bong, bing, bong. This rock makes you So clearly, Michael has written some music for him. I don't know what the rattling was. I forgot what happened at that part of the movie. He's knocking a bunch of stuff over. That's what it is. All right, yeah. please welcome, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Richard Connors. Yeah. Yeah. Richard. Oh, for all those people who were there clapping, they got to come in live. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just pushed a button and got clapping effects. Yeah, no, that, no, no, that was live. That, that was live. Really Actually, yeah. we have skills too, Michael. Clapping for Richard Kind. Richard, thanks for coming on this early, early morning. We appreciate it. It is my pleasure, and I did wake up early. I told Mike, I this is not that this was early for me, but I was going to wake up at like quarter to eight. Uh, anyway, those are my problems. It's a pleasure to be I, I can read back the texts. I could read back your text to me. Yeah, but yes, maybe that would give some insight into what exactly. See, see, Richard, we lose all perception of time because here locally in Philadelphia, I'm up at three forty-five usually every every morning, and we do the obviously the show. It's the nature of the beast, but you forget that as we start to do these things, whenever we have people in or on the phone from California. It's obviously a weird thing. Well, and Richard's in New York, so don't oh, he's go, in New York. Too much sympathy. Oh, get out of here! Come on. <laughs> All right. Know. Hey, well, listen, Richard. It, you have, you it have... is outrageous. <laughs> you have what? I'm an actor. I, I go out after. You know, You have you have you have one big thing in common with our show, and it's the fact you graduated from the same high school as our our gal on the program, Kathy Romano. She went to Pensbury. What? Well, I dare not say what year. That's not polite. Did you have Mrs. Hallahan? Uh, no. You know, I it's okay. no. She's you, been you dead can, for thirty years. You, at that time. <laughs> you can ask what year I graduated in '96. But I did want to ask you because um, part of uh, of what Pensbury is known for is their prom. Was it? Did you have a prom that was like over the top, like they do now? All right, let me tell you something about our prom. First of all, I know Michael Bamberger, who wrote a book yeah. about the Pensbury High School uh, uh, prom. Our prom was not over the top like it became. However, listen to who performed at my prom. Just because I'm well, Rodney Dangerfield performed at my prom. Rodney Dangerfield was booked as entertainment at your prom? (laughs) And B.B. King performed the year before. That, that you see that kind of act at Caesar's Palace, not at a high school prom. I, and Rodney Dangerfield are, are, uh, was funnier than BB King. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did you end up with BB King as entertainment? BB King and look, you know, at that time, but you know, people will will go anywhere. They'll whore themselves. They'll go to a prom. They get paid money. They'll go to a prom. I'll tell you what, one of the greatest experiences of my life was seeing in a small club B.B. King perform, and uh, I was maybe 30 feet away from him, and it was it was amazing. Did, w- did Was he received well, Richard? Well, what do you think? He was B.B. King. <laughs> Different high school kids, though. Would they appreciate B.B. King at the time? 
Hell yeah. Okay, all right. Well, okay, okay. You, you, you want to know something? I could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> well, if we're being honest, Buddy Holly performed at my communion. So I, there you go. I, I, was out, I was in the back making out with one of the chaperone mothers. <laughs> so I don't really know. You know, uh, Michael, I don't know if you know this, but Richard also shares. I'm a massive fan of, of uh, the, the Batman lore and legend and, and, and going way back. And you, Richard, were the mayor of Gotham on Gotham. The... Can you imagine? I will go to my grave saying I was the mayor of Gotham City. Yes. And, and by the here. way, you were sensational. You were fantastic on that show. I, I have never seen the show. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> I go up. I go. I do my little dance. And then I go home and they give me money. <laughs> and that's, that's what it is. That's, that's, that eliminates stress, doesn't it? It's, well, yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, you just go in and you're, you, you do your job and then you go home. All right. Well, you know what? And with it, with that, Richard, I'm curious about because you have done so many great voice characters in uh, in animated films. You know, in A Bug's Life and Car, the Cars films and Toy Story and and, and Inside Out was just heartbreaking. Um, do you a do you ever see those final products and and do you do you you know get a real feel for the the emotion that you that you put into the voice work and then seeing it put with these characters up on screen? Well, you know, on some of the things I will watch it like you know Gotham. I didn't. I no, I don't watch a lot of the stuff because I cringe. All I do is I watch and I go, "How the hell do you have the nerve?" <laughs> <laughs> first of all, first of all, you look like that. You look like that. It's a telegenic marketing, you know, uh, a medium, and, and and look what you get away with. Uh, the second thing is, is that I, if if I do watch myself, sometimes I watch it without sound, okay? Because I know the lines, and I'll say, "Oh yes, I believe." what I'm saying on my face because it's it's motion pictures right. rather than motion voice. Mm -hmm. Uh now as far as inside out, yeah, what are you kidding me? I've seen it twenty times. Uh, I have children. So yeah. emotionally, I mean uh, what what a and your characters and I don't want to give it away for those who You're haven't seen nice. it. Oh my goodness. As, as, hold on. As Michael will say, it has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with uh Pete. Uh, Pete Doctor and uh, um, um, who was the, who was the, the, the part? I, I want to say Carmen, but it's not. What's his name? Rodney Dangerfield. Um, oh, Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie. Ron, yes, it's uh, Pete yeah, Doctor's Ronnie, birthday yeah. today, by the way. Yeah, that's what? right. Happy birthday, Pete. Pete Doctor's birthday today. Well, to, 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 it is. Well, yeah, and it's my sister's. It's my sister's birthday. <laughs> and Michael's tomorrow. Michael's birthday yeah. is tomorrow. From, yeah, from what but we the, understand, you know, Richard, your birthday is today. Oh, How about who's that? Two, genius, two geniuses born on the same day, Pete Doctor and John Lennon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. we were talking yeah. about that. Let, let, well, let me ask you, besides, so did you guys, Michael and you and Richard, we assume you met professionally first, but what, 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 was, the, uh, what, what, was, that, what was that meeting like? Well, we were in prison oh. together first, wasn't it? <laughs> that was it? I, I think we first met in and prison. And let me tell you, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he would say, no. drop the soap, and I go, I don't have it. He goes, I'll get you a bar. <laughs> it's how it works. You got to learn the language of the prison, so I got it. But, but you know, that's... Uh... We, we, right. we met on Inside Out. We inside met on out. Inside Out. Okay, all right. Here's yeah. something. And, You're going to say, what was it like to work with the composer... On Inside Out. 
I didn't know him for a year and a half. <laughs> I never met him. <laughs> we didn't we meet? Where when did we meet? At the was it at the rap party? Uh, I think. Well, what, I think not the rap party. The the um, I, I don't think I was at that. I wasn't invited to the rap party. But the the premiere, uh, the, the premiere <laughs> in Emeryville. Were you there? Yeah, yeah, that's the one, the brat party in Emeryville. That's that's what that was. Then I was there. That's what you call that. that I call that the premiere. You say yeah, I call party. it the rap party. <laughs> yeah, uh, aren't they two different things? Yeah. Well, the rap party well, is yes, basically yes, for party. for the Pixar employees and all of their family. You know, they 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 can bring a guest and all of that. So, uh, and there's a lot of people that work there. Yeah, what's a? Yes, and the the world should know that the word rap party indicates we've stopped filming. <laughs> Let's have a party. The word premiere means we've finished all the work. It's ready to be shown. Let's show it for the first time. Mm -hmm. Michael calls it a rap party. I call it a, a company premiere. Okay. All right. All right. Well, now we now we have the understanding here. So so with with your work and with your if body. If only Michael were in showbiz. If only he were in showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> if only I understood the terminology. Right. Right. I'm figuring you it out slowly. You know what a director does, don't you? You know what a producer does, don't you, Michael? Okay. I just sit in my room and bang on things. <laughs> Richard, I, do. I wanted to ask you, you, you are you were associated with the Second City Comedy Troupe in Chicago. Obviously, improvisational yeah. comedy is something you excel at. Of all the things you do with the animation and all that stuff and the regular acting, is the ability to improv with the likes of Christopher Guest and other people like that, is, is that a, a singular thrill? Sure. You know, I get to work with, with Chris Guest and, all, and Jennifer Coolidge and all the people who were in... Uh, their movies. Um, is it, it, right now, it's not a singular uh, um, thrill because every time I go and improvise, I'm, I'm pooing my pants. Really? Because it's terrifying. Oh, my God. Not knowing what you're going to say, having to deliver, having to perform. It's terrifying. And yes, when I was at Second City, was it terrifying? Yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm acting with people who, who you know, there, there, there's no economic consequences. We just got to go out and improvise. And if we suck, then uh, the audience sees a bad show and we'll do it again the next night. Right. But well, you're putting it on film and people will see it forever and ever. And you just go, oh, dear God. However, the acting, uh, when somebody gives me the line, I'm not as nervous on film. Okay. On film, I'm not as nervous because. It's already written. I don't. My brain. All I have to do is be the character. In improv, you have to be the character, but there is a portion of your person who's making up the words. Mm. You know, uh, uh, so you're you're a little divorced from the character a little bit. Okay. And yet, in essence, in essence, you should be even more involved with the character because you shouldn't be there at all. But that's not how I work. So, I'm not that good, Richard. You, you mentioned uh, <laughs> you mentioned curb your enthusiasm, and we've heard you know that a lot of that is improv. Is that where you ended up meeting Jeff Garland, and and is that what your bridge to yes. the Goldbergs was? Absolutely. If you okay, here's a little a little story. Yes, Jeff and I were friends for years. We 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 would go out to dinner uh, after the show. Like I said, I, I'm a, a person of the theater, uh, creature of the night. We go out afterwards for. Uh, I went out for soup. Always. I always had to. And, uh, Why Jeff, wouldn't you? You're a big star. <laughs> Jeff, myself, and Dan Castellaneta, who's the voice of Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. We were all at Second City together. Jeff wasn't on stage. He was actually in the box office. Uh, and we would all go out 
and uh, we would, you know, I eat at uh, Jeff's Laughing for two hours, you know, from like one to three in the morning, and just talk and talk and talk and talk. And so he is really one of my best friends. And when he was on Curb, you know, he helped Larry develop the show. Uh, he, uh, they needed the character of Cousin Andy. So they, you know, they said, Richard Kind. I said, uh, and, and Larry said, he's too famous. Okay, now this is 20 years ago. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm not too famous. That's the first thing. I said, I am, right. I, I con- continue today, I am not too famous. I said, tell him I'm not famous. And so they told him, and they, you know, because everybody on the show uh, who was famous has played their own selves, except for Ed Asner, because his character dies in the episode. Larry didn't want people to think that Ed Asner had died. Right. So I, uh, I was honest uh, as Cousin Andy and not Richard Kind. He thought I was too famous. We convinced him that I wasn't. They auditioned a lot of people and then finally went with me. And so, but guess, take a guess how many episodes I did up until season nine. For the first eight, uh, eight years, how many episodes I was in? Maybe four or five? It's, well, it's close. Three. Oh, well, there you three go. Episodes. Just wow. three episodes. But, but yet that the impact was so great that people referred to it as the show, that Richard Kind show with Larry David. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> about time. Somebody treats me with the respect that I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, well, so obviously you're from here. The show The Goldbergs takes place in Jenkintown, um, and uh, you know it's funny. We've oh, had right. yeah, we've had cast members co- uh, come into the show and not realize uh, that you know Jenkintown is where it, it all originates from. Uh, you play the uh, the Formica King, who is the nemesis of Murray Goldberg. Uh, are, are, can right. we can we expect you on the show in the future? Uh, you know, I want to make some little joke about something, but my answer is yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that they're all back from COVID stuff, and I think in November uh, I'm going to be shooting a series of episodes. Excellent. So, yes, Excellent. Uh, from what I hear, I am back. Um, yes. I have a question for I you. I hope I'm not talking out of school. No, no, right. no, no. no. Uh, no, I, no one's listening, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us. You want to know something? I know that. It's radio. <laughs> hey, Michael, you know, you, you obviously, I would imagine for going back to Inside Out, you, you wrote the, the Bing Bong thing, theme song, yeah. correct? Did you yep, know that yeah. Richard was going to be voicing it, and did that influence you in, in what you wrote? Uh, by the time I was on, yes, I knew it was uh, Richard, and uh, I, did it influence me? No, okay. I, I just I do what I want. I, I I just I don't I don't listen to actors. You start going down, you, you start going down that rabbit hole, it never ends. Uh, you know, so uh, no, it was you know obviously I think one of the greatest moments of of animated history oh. is that moment. That we all, I don't know if I, I, we won't, I don't want to ruin it, but there's a moment. At this point, yeah, if you haven't seen it, tough. So go ahead, ruin it. Yeah, when, when, when we realize that Bing Bong sacrifices himself to help Joy get out of the pit of despair and all of that, and it is just devastating. It's devastating. And that, and Richard owns that whole thing so well. It's just incredible. His, um, his delivery is just the best. That might be one of the most. And, and I'm sorry to interrupt, Steve, but you know, and, and I have a, I have a young daughter and I just saw the metaphor as, Childhood is yeah is going away for good, and I was yeah. just like, oh my god! It was it was heartbreaking. It was tender and wonderful, and all these all this mix of emotions in it. And uh, and 
Richard, your your delivery was fantastic. He's the best. And I just want to say, like, like, like the music. I'm very lucky. I ride the coattails of true, true geniuses, of which your guest, your co-host, is one. Uh, No, Richard, listen, Richard, I, I... Richard, I was just going to say that I think, you know, like the musicians, you know, when I always talk a lot about how the musicians bring life to everything, you know, when I give them these these black dots on a page, it's lifeless. And then and until it's like voiced through their talents, it's nothing. You are the same. Like you can read these words on a page, but coming from you, coming from out of your mouth, you take it into this whole other place, which brings it to life. And if anyone ha- has anyone ever seen a serious man? Yeah. Uh, that movie, a serious yeah. man. Yeah, Richard yeah. is is phenomenal in that movie. So it's it, he he can pretty much do anything. Well, Michael, so. but we we have we'll have people on the show, and, and Richard to, to you as well, obviously. And we have people on the show, and you know someone who legitimately has it, someone who's legitimately funny, and someone who yeah. has to sort of not feign it, but can't quite. It has to has to work hard to generate it, and that's that's something that just comes through. And Richard, uh, that's what you do. I wanted to ask you because I remember briefly, Carol. Well, hold on, hold on. Do you want to know what's crazy? Sure. I, this morning, I set up my camera and my lights because I have a self tape audition. That's what you have to do nowadays. You have to tape uh, tape yourself on your phone, really, and then submit it to the casting director. And you, you hope that it all goes well. Here, I don't. Give a damn how it goes. <laughs> That's what I've just been through. I don't care if I get the job. I'm getting adoration at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> Eight? You got to understand, here's a man who got up at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> we can give you weekly adulation yeah, yeah. if you need it, Robert. Yeah, you can call no, us anytime, Richard. The thing is, I got up early, so now my ba- that my eyes are baggy and taggy, all to do this, and I have a prospective job on the line. <laughs> <laughs> and I look like crap. I look horrible. Well, l- l- let me ask you, will it in any way, we don't know what you're auditioning for, will it serve the audition if you look this way? No, I really should look about eight years younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just... I already know. It's one of those kids shows, you know, and oh. I'll be a father uh-huh. of a kid, and they'll go, no, 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 we don't want a grandfather. Father. <laughs> That's, yeah, that has to suck, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It does suck. Oh, my well, goodness. I, I do want to quickly ask you, because briefly, uh, Carol Burnett had a, uh, a, a series on NBC with an ensemble. And and you you were part of that. What was it like working with Carol Burnett under those circumstances? Well, under any circumstances, yeah. she is deserved of the love and fame and and true adoration that she has. She is a, a superior person, and uh, that always comes through in her work. Uh. And when you see her interviewed, that is who she is. Not a, a just a magnificent. She's magnificent, so lovely and kind and great and such a hard life sometimes. Yeah. But she just loves fun. And we had a great time. It was not received with by gangbusters. It was sort of, uh, it was an anthology series. We used to call it the A-word. Right. Like Twilight Zone or Outer Limits is an anthology. This was an anthology, but comic uh, uh, half-hour comedies, a different 
genre every week. It could be a musical, it could be a farce, it could be uh, something like uh, like a Jules Pfeiffer-esque type of thing. It could be anything. And uh, he always had uh, decent ratings, but she got it was hard work. It was hard for the writers, and after two and a half years, of and nobody here who's listening knows has seen the show. I did. Yeah. Years, she just said, "You know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I want to go back to what I used to do." And we had we then did that cast went and did a variety show, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was the heaven gate of, of TV shows. It was the most. It was. It was like. Doing a heartbreak kid with Ben Stiller. Horrible. It was not not Charles Grodin. Wow. <laughs> you know, you you took classic, which was Harvey Corman, Tim Conway, yeah. and Carol, and and tried to duplicate it. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't got the words. I, I have to go back to bed. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. Right. Well, Liz and Richard, unfortunately, we do have to wrap it up so you can you can go. Okay. I just want to say say one thing. Yes. I was somewhat in your neighborhood this uh, this past, well, a week, uh, I'll post a week ago, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, doing campaigning. Uh, if I could do it as Richard Tynan and help at all, I did it for that. But I didn't go out there really. I just put stuff on the door for a guy named, oh, Howie. Oh, what's his name? Oh, you know, you want to campaign for something, you work all day. <laughs> right. But, uh, Finello, uh, Chris, I think it's Christine Finello who's running for uh, uh, Congress. And uh, a couple of other state representatives uh, in Bucks County, which is where I'm from, mm-hmm. and they are magnificent. Howie, Howie Long, his first name, ah, uh, uh, Hayes, Howie Hayes. Howie, Howie Hayes. okay. Okay. Not Howie Long, the football player. Not Howie player. Long, the football no. player. Not Howie Long. No, no, no. I, I, we're getting some texts that say uh, that, uh, Richard, you look too old and people don't want to vote for these people right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. The youth of America is going to be taking over the, the, the country soon, and they're going to oh, no, no. Long well, well, long if, if if after the pandemic and after all this goes away, and it will, we and if you're back in the neighborhood, oh. we'd love to have you in the studio. Yeah, we'd love to get two Pensbury grads back together. <laughs> Great, yes, it'd be wonderful. Um, Great, I, I, I'd love it, I'd Richard. Love it. I, you, I miss it out there. You're, you're phenomenal. Thank you so much for getting up this morning and coming on. We appreciate it. You bet. You guys are great. Michael, I'll see you yes, in sir. days. Excellent. I'll see you in days, my tomorrow. friend. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Richard Kine. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Oh, Michael. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, you just and that's gotta, so fun. You just got to love people like him, you know. And- <laughs> oh, it's the best. You know, I, I have met so many wonderful people doing what I do, and I have so many great friends, and that's been the best part of it. It's just the extended family that you grow, you know, and yeah. everyone looks at the entertainment business and thinks, oh, it's just a bunch of blah, 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 but you know what? I have met some of the nicest people in the world. No, and, and, and people who are truly possessed of a, of, a, of a real talent who aren't covetous of, yeah. of other people always tend to be the, right. the nicest people, and yeah. it's uh, you won't know who we're referencing here, uh, uh, Michael, but doesn't Richard sound a lot like Dr. Mike? He does. He does. People were texting yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? They, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they reminded him of Dr. Mike. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's a lot like that. 
Uh, well, listen, we're going to have to take another break. We were going to play a contest with Michael and his bandmates, but we're going to have to do that on the other side because we didn't know we were going to spend 25 minutes with Richard Kind. <laughs> well, this is how problem. can you not? Yeah. You know? It's hard we're, not to. Hard yeah. not to. We, we deal with this all the time, Michael. We're so entertaining that we can't contain it. Mm. And <laughs> uh, Now, as we take a break, we have uh, Michael and his trio. We have uh, Mark and Andrew who are playing with him today. Um, do you think we could get a little bit of, of ratatouille uh, on the way out? A rat that could cook. I, I, have a, I have a list here of, uh, of uh, songs that they could, they could play. Yeah, we could do it. I think we have that, don't we? Uh, oh. oh, we don't have oh, that. Then you have pick that? it, you call it out. That, you, you call it out. Is whatever. It Le Feston? Do you have Le Feston in there? No? No. All right. Well, pick it. Uh, let's, let's do, uh, why don't we do uh, Coco? Coco. Oh. I love it. Let's do Coco. All right, here we go. A little bit of cocoa. Right. And this is uh, yep. Michael Giacchino, and uh, they are performing live on our show this morning. You can go ahead. You don't have to wait for me to stop oh, talking. One, two, mm. three. Michael's new album is coming out on the 30th, by the way, and it is called Travelogue Volume 1. Uh, hence, he's on uh, promoting it this morning and just hanging out with us through the course of the show. So we'll let some of this play, and then we'll break and come back with more. Jam Weekend, sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. Shop now. The October Auto Fest is here. From the station that takes 10 to 11. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we are, we have our resident, Michael Giacchino, the Giacchino Trio, performing live this morning in the show from California. And uh, they've been giving us custom music beds for yes. traffic. So that tradition continues with this look at NJM Insurance Group Traffic. Kathy, what's going on? The Taconi Palmyra Bridge is back down after a Gerard Bridge opening. A southbound sailboat going through. 95 southbound jams Cotman through to Gerard. On the Vine westbound, you're still the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill and then 8th to Broad eastbound from the Ben Franklin Parkway to Broad Street. Schuylkill eastbound slows from the boulevard into Spring Garden and then Broad Street to Packer Avenue where we have a new construction layout westbound City to Belmont. Northeast extension southbound just south of Lansdale. An accident off to the shoulder. A disabled tractor trailer on the 30 bypass eastbound in the center lane on the off-ramp to Route 100. 55 northbound jam Stepford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Prime members, animal welfare certified boneless chuck roast or beef stew is just $3.69 per pound at Whole Foods Market through October 13th while supplies last. Find more deals on the Whole Foods Market app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, custom music from the Giacchino Trio with uh, Mark Gasbaro and Andrew Sinowitz on uh, on guitar. And, and Oh, and I'm sorry. This just in. Uh, they've been nominated for a Grammy for Best Traffic Report. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right on. Way to go, guys. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> are you Way guys, are you just making that up? Is that what you're just doing that off the top yeah. of your heads? We've been working yep. on those compositions for four months now. <laughs> <laughs> pacing, very, pacing very, back and forth. Uh, 
Lots of rehearsal. <laughs> I love it. Michael, so you, you've won an Oscar for uh, composing. Have you ever been nominated or, or won anything as far as Grammy or, or uh, Emmy is concerned? Yeah, I have an Emmy for Lost. I think I have four Grammys. Okay, so you just uh, need a Tony. Things. I just need a Tony. Yeah, I lose track of my Grammys, too. Yeah. You just yeah. need a Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like the uh, Simpsons. Oh, it's just a Grammy. <laughs> you just need a Tony. Yeah. Do you do you have uh, do you have egot on the brain? Maybe get a Tony. I I, I mean, look, if it happens, great. I, it's not something I'm like aiming for or actively going after. But I do have a musical that I'm working on, which I've been wanting to do since college, and uh, and it's just been so fun to sort of start slowly get that off the ground again during this time. It's been one of the things I've been able to put some effort into and start to uh, to work on it. So I'm writing that with a friend of mine, Elisa Samsel. Oh, and, wow. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, we're having a great time doing that. Michael Giacchino's new album is coming out. It's his first uh, actually solo album, uh, and it's called Travelogue Volume 1. And we had mentioned earlier, you know, jokingly, that Nick is on it. He's, he's, he did a little voiceover track, but you would mentioned some other fairly decent names like Paul McCartney. And you would mentioned uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, is yeah. on there as well. Weird, um, Weird Al Yankovic. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Weird Al uh, actually yeah. wrote the book for Hamilton. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. <laughs> actually, you know, one interesting voice that's on it is, uh, and he's sort of featured in the beginning and in the end, is Nick Sagan. And Nick Sagan is the son, of course, of Carl Sagan. Wow. And Nick's voice is on V'ger. You know, well, I say V'ger like a Star Trek nerd. Really? Jesus. I'm I know V'ger. V'ger, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's Voyager. 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 Wow, did I just show my stripes. Um, <laughs> Michael, Voyager uh, wants to wants to uh, join with the creator. We all know. Yes, yeah. that is right. Exactly. So so on Voyager, you hear Nick's uh, voice as a six-year-old child. Wow. So I called him and I said, hey, could I want to do this thing where I bookend the album with you as a child with that original recording from the Voyager. And and then and then you saying the same thing now as an adult. That's it's, excellent. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. So yeah, I'm actually. I'm, I'm glad you said V'ger because it's a perfect segue into our next guest because he has a rich history with the Star Trek family. I follow him on Instagram and he sometimes posts these throwback uh, photos of him with the likes of Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner uh, filming the movies. Yes, and uh, I had a chance to meet him and hang out with him at Michael's home when my family was there a couple of years ago in Los Angeles. And he's, I, we only met him one time. My kids love this guy. We have, we have pictures. I have a digital frame, and the picture comes up every now and then. They're like, look, it's Captain Kirk, because he was wearing a captain's hat. Uh, but he has a long history in sci-fi films, in puppeteering, uh, worked at Industrial Light and Magic, helped create all kinds of stuff for Return of the Jedi. The Sarlacc Pit! Well, you know, crying out loud. what a lot of people would know him, Preston, as he is the punk rocker who gets the uh, Vulcan grip on the bus in uh, Star Trek Voyage Home. I did not know that. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. So he's the one who's playing his boombox loudly, oh. and Spock <laughs> leans over and gives him the pinch. Well, I have other stuff to mention. I'm not even, I, that's a perfect way to lead mm-hmm. into. Please welcome Mr. Kirk Thatcher yeah. to our show this morning. Kirk, good morning. Uh-huh. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, so uh, listen, and it's to rock and roll, it's my rock and roll radio voice. That is, that is, that is, that is, that is, I love it. That we stopped talking like that in the '70s, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's when I stopped listening to radio. Oh, oh man! Uh, it's Six a.m. for me, and I got it going on. How are you? Guys? Good, man. So we, we we brought you on because I know that you and and uh, Michael and David Silverman, who we're going to have on 
later on. You guys yeah. are kind of this trio of terror, uh, close buddies <laughs> that post great yeah. pictures. You obviously, you can tell you're having a blast and, and you have a long history in, in, in the industry. So we thought it would be fun to uh, to get on. And, and Do you have any involvement in uh, Michael's album? Did he put your voice on there at all? <laughs> yes. Uh, in a couple instances, actually, I'm uh, I'm known for my rather mellifluous voice when it comes to bird calls. <laughs> to bird yeah, calls. At, you remember those old those old Exotica albums that they would do? You know, in, in, the guys in the band would actually do these crazy like bird sounds, monkey sounds, and all of that. And uh, we were sitting around one night in the backyard. It was in the middle of making the album. And, and they come over once a week. We do a social distance thing in the backyard. And, and, and Kirk just started goofing around with all these, these sounds. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, I, had, I told my son, run, go get, the, go get the recorder. So he got it. And he just went off for like two or three minutes with all the, well, go ahead, Kirk, do a couple. Yeah, yeah, all right. So we're yeah, sitting out in the deck, and he's just like, no, speak into the funny little box. So I start, started doing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. What? Oh, my yeah. God. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know if that's totally over-modulating my... No, mind. no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. holding up pretty well, actually. <laughs> oh, good, good, yeah. Oh. It's, you can't do... It's not like you can whisper bird calls. I, uh, I tried that. It does not work with girlfriends. <laughs> so, Kirk, I, 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 did, I did not get to meet you, but you impressed me as... And for what these guys were saying, Nick and uh, Preston were saying, you know, you, you to me, you're representative of one of those... Swiss Army Knife kind of people that work in and around the industry that c that can do so many things and and reading about your early, uh, you know, the, the building things and 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 spaceships and so on and so forth. Were you the kind of kid as a kid? Would you get model kits and not build them into oh, what they're meant yeah. to be and build them into your yeah. own spaceships? Yeah, I would buy you know five tank models, two cars, and a spaceship and turn it into what a kit bashing is what they call exactly. Call, yeah, kit bashing. I was the Huge fan of that and made movies. I, I, I jokingly last year realized I'm our generation's version of Paul Bartel, who kind of did everything. It's a yes. trivia question. Look him up. But no, I know. He did a little bit of everything. So, yeah. I, I, I just like making stuff. I mean, it's funny. Michael, I think that's how Michael and I became friends. We both realized we are not just the one thing we do. I'm just not a puppet guy, and he's just not a music guy. And, and as we become friends over the years, we've kind of found out more and more what the both of us have done. It's like, oh, we just like to make stuff. It's it's funny like, because there's so many stories. I was reading a story about, you know, in the original the George Powell of uh, War of the Worlds and, you know, they, they the these these old effects artists that they employed, they, they, there'd be a guy in the back of the studio, they were trying to figure out how to do an atomic bomb blast, and so one, one of the, a guy who'd worked on The Wizard of Oz came over and said, well, why don't you do it this way? Uh, you know, and, and there's these people that just know how to do right. these things, and, and right. they're, they're relied on. So, You've done so much, uh, and and of course, the the Muppet stuff is is a huge part. Yeah, of it. yeah. Uh, he was also vo he did he did Gremlin voices too. Ah, oh yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. The most famous one is the female Gremlin at the end of Gremlins Two, which is basically just Miss Piggy after a bender. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think she just goes. <laughs> but. <laughs> but we for, for Gremlins too. Me and three other guys, or three other guys and and me, did um, two weeks of Gremlin noises. So we started wow. codifying. There was low Gremlin, which was 
Joe Dante because uh, from... oh he's great yeah. Joe Dante he's like uh, he's like the guy you grew up with he's just kind of very you know he's, he's uh, super relaxed and he's very in the moment he likes to have fun like with the filmmaking right he he he's like uh, oh, you know it'd be stupid oh really <laughs> what, yeah. what, if, what if what if we did this and we're like yeah that'd be really stupid it, it drove Chris Wallace on the first one crazy because. Joe liked that kind of spur of the moment. Oh, you know, it'd be funny if we did this. And so we'd have to run back to the shop on stage and build it or rig the puppet to do that. But uh, it, it gave it that kind of manic energy that I think people really liked. We, we were talking, uh, 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 you know, about Stanley Kubrick, and we were talking with Matthew Modine. They, they just released a, uh, you know, a 4K copy of, uh, of uh, a Full Metal. Metal. Wow. And, and we were surprised. He was telling us that that you know you always and I'm I'm a massive Kubrick fan. That he was this rigid. Well, you always thought he was oh, this yeah. rigid, precise. But he says on the set he was open to let's try this. Let's um you know let's let's yeah. uh, do that. Which is an amazing thing to hear. I think you get people of your caliber, talent, and Michael's, and you get them around you. You'd be it'd be remiss if you didn't say, what do you think? What should we do? Be well, that, yeah, that is the process. Is even just well, you know doing an oil painting. You have your colors laid out. You have your process of how you're going to do it. And then while you're in it, while you're in that moment, you you play and you fool around and you can you know completely change something. But that to me is the creative process. Some people never <laughs> never plan ahead. They just go, I'm going to do a thing. But if you've got a budget and a deadline and Angry producers with you know mafia <laughs> bosses with guns to their head to to make the budget. You tend to have to you have to have that plan, and then you have to be able you 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 must be okay with breaking the plan. Right to, for the creativity, that is the creativity. So, uh, yeah. Kirk, we had to ask about uh, the Sarlacc pit and uh, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> and was the yeah. description butthole in the desert or <laughs> vagina we we, i think we i think we call by the way that's word. kirk's middle name <laughs> butthole in the desert <laughs> okay it's been nice talking to you guys <laughs> my my quotes air quotes friend michael <laughs> no but what was the development li um, like it on was that? insane we so they built the set about 80 feet off the ground, and the guys who were on the skiff were probably another 25, 30 feet. So they're falling about 110 feet to the ground, and what they did was they dug a pit. So there was probably a good 150-foot drop from where they fall off the skiff to the actual ground floor because they dug a pit wow. under the Sarlacc. So we were when we're building it, we're on about 18-foot ladders, in a pit that every morning the, the the crew had to come in and pull out the rattlesnakes because oh we were in Yuma, yeah we were yeah. in Yuma, Arizona which is a desert and rattlesnakes 
uh, during the day like to go, or I guess in the evening, go where it's cooler. And so, and there's this pit that we dug in the sand, or well, I hadn't dug it, but some poor schmo had. Yeah. And uh, so these rattlesnakes would come, and so every morning, that guy had to come in, a uh, snake wrangler, and we didn't kill him. They just grabbed him in a bag and drove him five miles away. Anyway, so we're in there building this thing, which when we got there was just a foam rubber, uh, basically parabolic dish yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the set. And foam rubber's white, and the sun is very hot in Yuma, Arizona in oh, May, man. I believe it was. So we're there getting sunburnt and, and kind of roasted in the center of this parabola on wobbly 18-foot ladders, gluing latex skin onto foam rubber <laughs> flaps, I guess. Foam rubber hemorrhoids. Um, <laughs> and and the glue we're using is, is, is called bar cement, and it, it, it's a, a VOC, volatile organic compound, so you get high as F on it. Wow. So we're there, and, and they, it, it hits that hot air, and it just basically vaporizes. So we're just getting basically stoned trying to glue rubber. On. It was just this nuts job. It, was, it felt like being in the military, you know, speaking of Full Metal Jacket, where you're doing this stuff that just seems completely mental, but people aren't trying to kill you, which is the good part. Um it's- and uh, some of the one of the grips or truck drivers had told me because we were getting up at four in the morning to be on set by like five thirty, right. make these things or whatever. And so one of the drivers had said, "You know what you got to do?" I was nineteen. He's like, "You know what you got to do? You got to drink tequila, a shot of tequila in the morning. That'll that'll wake oh, you right Jesus. up." And I didn't know my <laughs> no. family did. Yeah, my family didn't drink. I didn't know, so I'm like, "All right, sure." I mean, and in Arizona at this time, you could buy liquor and drink at eighteen years of age. So. On the weekend, I went and dutifully bought a nice little bottle of uh, Cuervo Gold. And so I was waking up at 4, 4.15 in the morning, drinking a shot of tequila, having breakfast with a crew, <laughs> getting bust out there, and then dr- smelling these fumes all morning. And so I was goofy as heck. Um, we can say that on the radio. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You can okay. say hell if you want. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's a rock and roll show, so I figured yeah. you could use the rough language. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I uh, decided that probably the second or third morning of doing this on the ladder, we were using big hat pins to stick the rubber into the – to hold the rubber down as we glued it onto the foam rubber. And Phil Tippett was above me on the ladder at this point. I think I was handing skins up to him. And uh, his butt was kind of, you know, like in a Three Stooges movie, kind of about six inches to a foot above my head. And I was holding these hat pins. And I looked down at uh, one of the other guys who was with us, Randy Dutra, and I, I kind of mimed sticking him in the butt with a hat pin. And Randy just started, like, miming, oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, thumbs up. You should do it. And I was drunk and stupid enough to go, oh, that'll be hilarious. So I did it. Oh. And Phil, Phil jumped about a foot in the air and then slid down the ladder essentially on top of me. And uh, so we kind of come down, and he's beet red, not just because it's the sun and he's a ginger and it's, it's a parabolic disc, because I just stuck him in the butt with a pin. And he's screaming at is what the hell are you thinking? What were you doing? And I, I'm just like, I, I thought it would be funny. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I drink tequila. My brain is informed yet. I'm smelling fumes. So. That's, yeah. that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. God. Good I'm... times. Well, 
Well, the rest of my friends were going to keggers at at, uh, at uh, college parties. That's what I was doing. No, oh, like you were hanging God. out with Phil Tippett, and anyone who knows special effects, uh, you know, knows the, the name Phil Tippett is legendary. So, wow, that's 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 wild company to be in. That's amazing. Yeah, like oh. wild stuff. Wild, wild. Stuff. It is cooking. <laughs> it is crazy. You know, he also <laughs> Kirk also wrote the song that is playing on his radio in Star Trek IV oh, when man. he's on the bus. Really? So that song, yeah, that song. Uh, I hate you, right? Here. Yes, I hate you. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote, he wrote that. Wrote and, yep. wrote and sang it, actually. That's my voice doing a bad British punker impression. Wow. And <laughs> and you go you go back with the uh, the Star Trek uh, family. Did you work on anyone's uh, besides that film? You did. A few. I did. I worked. I worked on two and three with okay. when I was at ILM, uh, mainly on the creatures. I, I I helped cast just very minimally the uh, ear were the earworms on uh, two. And then on three, I was on set for a few weeks. I puppeteered the dog, the lizard dog. Yes, next to, uh, next to, uh, yeah. The, the, the Floyd, the, yeah. Right, that's so, awesome. So another glamorous Hollywood job. I was shoved under the chair because that <laughs> chair, so I was buckled up under that chair with my right arm out this tiny hole that would fit your arm. Uh, and, and then they would put the dog on my arm. And so I had a monitor so I could kind of see, and I'm basically just, I mean, the dog just kind of panted and stood there, you know, breathing. So I was under Chris Lloyd's butt for a couple of weeks. It's great uh, with the with wow, the, the earworm. Uh, the uh, uh, we used to quote that line all the time because Chekhov delivers it with such sincerity. Yeah. They put creatures in our bodies, <laughs> and, and, and the, the look on Kirk's face is like, I do I want to know where they put them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's. That's you know it's a good party. Yeah. You know it's a good party when when the youngest member comes back and says they put creatures in my body. <laughs> well, Kirk, I had no idea until just now that you were a seminal moments in my childhood because uh, those uh, earworms gave me nightmares forever. Yeah. From from Star Trek Two and. I kind of had a crush on the female gremlin at the end of Gremlins. Oh, <laughs> oh well, that's, that's years of therapy right there. Yeah, <laughs> they, they called her Greta. I don't think we had a name when they shot it. Uh, we called her Greta. Okay, Greta Gremlin. Just Greta Gremlin. You, you uh, trivia. Let, let me there. tell you something. I have it on good authority from people who occasionally visit internet porn that that character is used quite a lot. Oh my god! No. Yes, yes, yes. Oh for- my god. You know what's even creepier? I worked on a show, Lazy Town, which was just nuts. Oh, yeah. We love, we love Lazy Town. Town. Yes. I, I directed the first three episodes, and then it was so crazy. I actually left. I came back to the States to do Muppet, uh, Muppet Wizard of Oz. Um, but uh, the girl, the little girl in that. Who is adorable. Her, it's it's terrifying because I was looking up, like, what happened to her? Yeah. And I, for, I, I guess her name was Stephanie on the show, as I recall. But Stephanie from Lazy Town, you Google that, you're like, oh no, no! I know, I know, yeah. I know. The, so, the the guy who was the the lazy guy, he he passed away just recently. Robbie, yeah, Stefan was a good, dear, dear friend, amazing, amazing guy. He's such a talent. Yeah, I think he passed away at like 43, 44. Yeah, that was a terrible tragedy. Thanks for bringing me down. Yes, yeah, certainly. <laughs> I had to. You were getting a little too cocky, Michael. Yeah. I'd like to make a suggestion yeah. for you. You might need a little WD forty in your home. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I hear the doors opening. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, <laughs> you know, it's part of the charm. Look, the whole yeah. office is designed to be like a thirties jungle. Okay. Uh, you know, expedition hut. Uh-huh. So it's part of the charm. You just got to do. 
Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. You know what? I was gonna <laughs> I, I was gonna wait and talk to our next guest separately, but I think we should bring him into the conversation. Yeah, what do you guys absolutely. Yeah. Let's bring him in. Okay, let's I'm, bring him in. Yeah, I'm. I'm bring I'm, him in. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna conference together. If, if you're just joining us, we have uh, Michael Giacchino, who's been on the show many, many times. Uh, he's got a, a couple yes. of musician friends that are backing him up. I've got to turn it down because they're talking. Uh, but he's got his uh, musicians, uh, Mark and Andrew, who are uh, filling out musically, and we'll do some more. Michael's new album comes out on the 30th. Kurt Thatcher is joining us as well, who has a long history uh, in films and, and puppeteering and creating all kinds of stuff that you know uh, very, very uh, clearly from uh, not only your childhood, but he also does a lot of work today in today's day and age. But also we have the third member of the Amigos, Who's going to be joining us? And I, uh, Nick, and I had a chance to meet him as well. The same time that we met Kirk when we went to LA and hung out at uh, at uh, Michael's home, and he was with the Simpsons from the very beginning, and has directed actually the Simpsons movie, co-directed Monsters Incorporated, awesome, and been involved in all kinds of stuff, and did the coolest thing. Drew some Simpsons artwork for my kids while we were there. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, we got it hanging up on the wall at home. So please welcome Mr. David Silverman yeah. to the show David. this morning. Hey, David. Good morning, hey, David. everybody. How you all doing? We're wonderful. And you know what? I forgot to mention uh, a tuba player at the beginning of that intro as well. Yeah. On top of all of that, tuba. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was actually what I was going to do. Mainly, but I said I'm going to stick with drawing funny things. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, David, just for for background's sake, um, your relationship and your your time with The Simpsons. When did that begin? Was that back with the Tracy Ullman show at that point? That's or, correct. It was yeah. okay. So a lot of people don't remember that. Yeah, the tra- the Simpsons popped up as uh, just a small feature on the Tracy Ullman show, and then that begot the uh, uh, the, the the series, which I, I would yeah. say has had a successful run. It's done pretty well. We're looking forward. Maybe this year, this is our 32nd uh, season. We hopefully things will break for us. You know, every year. Uh, you know does, does it blow your mind, David? I, I mean, I have family members that have never existed in a world without The Simpsons. That's an amazing thing. Yes. That that does blow my mind because that's how I was when I was a kid. You know, oh, I you know I've never known a world without Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that's, that's the same. They feel that way about Bart and Homer. Yeah, we started in March of 1987, and uh, you know I thought, oh, this would be fun doing this. This might work for a couple of months, being being a freelancer at the time. And uh, well, it did. We led from March to 87 to September of 87. And we're wondering, well, will we come back? And apparently, we did. So, <laughs> David, I love following you on on Twitter because you you post a lot of really old, um, uh, you know, original animation and original uh, artwork from the 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 development stages of uh, the Simpsons. Uh, you must have just cabinets filled with stuff. Uh, yeah, I have quite a few uh, drawers filled with things that I'm trying to organize. I've been using the time during the, the, these days to try to organize stuff, and I'm not getting very far. So. I just see something, oh, that's interesting. I guess I'll post it for no particular reason. Sometimes I wait for an anniversary, and sometimes I say, eh, I'll post it now before I forget that I have it. Okay, now, amongst you three guys here, what, where did you come in? Did you, were you friends with, uh, with Kirk first or, or with Michael, and how did you guys all meet up? What's well, interesting, yeah, actually, 
We, yeah. Kirk and you David have known each other since, you know, the 1900s. Early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David, and, David and I were watering our mules. <laughs> <laughs> you, you met at the, uh, at the Wilson inauguration, and then that's yeah. where... <laughs> no, they've known each other for a long time. They, they met in college, I believe, yeah. and, uh, yeah. so, and then kind of went their separate ways after a while. Huh. And then I had met them independently, to, you know, uh, uh, you know, at much later. And then we all sort of just realized that the, I realized that they knew each other. We all just started hanging out. And then it's become like a, a, a never ending uh, thing, you know. That's, That's great. But, yeah, their relationship goes back really far. Hey, yep. Dave, David, I want to uh, jump in here because I see that you um, you actually uh, left your mark on a couple of things that I loved growing up. And, um, you know. So I want to see uh, what, um, to what extent you were involved with Alf and, and Pee Wee Herman. Because Alf, I love. In fact, my, my um, fantasy football team name is Gordon Shumway. I, I've loved Alf forever and ever. So uh, to what extent did you write for Alf and Pee Wee? I didn't. <laughs> you have me mixed up with another David Silverman. Oh, another good. Uh, I heard that you meddled in Taekwondo as well <laughs> in the uh, 1984 Olympics. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, there's... David Silverman is, you know, there's a lot of us, and we circulate. But uh, I, no, that yeah. wasn't me. Well, David, I, I was—I mean, I have to say—I was very <laughs> impressed with your work as a taxi driver in the Scorsese film. I thought that. No, no. <laughs> well, that I need to. <laughs> no, no, but but so so with, with the very taxing job. <laughs> So let me ask you, David. So, so you mentioned the, you know, the the uh, the the, uh, the Looney Tunes, and uh, Frizz, I assume you're a, a massive fan of Fritz Freeling and and, and uh, Chuck Jones and 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 those guys. And and, and it, it's funny, and I've always con, uh, contested that if you want a comprehensive education in comedy, watch the Looney Tunes. They're they're just the best. Absolutely, yeah, and. They and they in turn they got their comedy timing and sensibilities from watching like Buster Keaton. Yeah, and so you know it just it goes on and on and absolutely if you want to learn about comic timing and what it is to set up a joke and pay it off, that's what you should watch and pay attention to what they're doing because that's the, those are the two elements that are key is setting something up and paying it off and with clarity. And, and you uh, and you know what always impressed me about if you look at those cartoons they were directed the way live-action movies, and I know it's part of Walt Disney's genius as well, but the, the, the way they were presented to visually sell a joke was just, was just amazing. Some of the stuff just, even now you see it, and it will, it will deliver a belly laugh the way The Simpsons does. Well, that's, that's sort of what we're going off on. And the, yeah. You know, the first time I was directing an episode, I said, oh, well, I guess I'll just watch some more Chuck Jones and Fritz Freeling and... <laughs> take notes right you know what and and since you bring that up michael i have a question for you i've always been curious the thing that's always blown me away about the old bugs bunny and warner brother cartoons are the music uh pieces because it how in the world do the musicians play that it seems like there's no time signatures there's no tempos (laughs) it's amazing how do you write it i mean you know somebody going up and down the stairs or falling and things like that how is that composed Look, a lot of these uh, these guys who played this uh, music back in the day, this was all recorded at Warner Brothers on the stage there, and uh, they were from a lot of them were from Europe at the time, coming over, and they, they were classically trained, and they could play anything. And even the players today, as as great as the players are today, when they listen to those things, and I think Mark and Andrew would agree, when you listen to those cues, 
they even, their eyes go, I don't know how you do that. You know what I mean? And, and they would just do it. Boom. And I have actually a lot of original recordings of that. And one of the, one of the guys, the unsung heroes, who I think, Scott Bradley. Scott Bradley wrote all the Tom and Jerry music. And oh, Scott Bradley, you know, what's interesting about the whole thing is um, Carl Stalling, who is brilliant and awesome and fantastic, was also forced to use a ton of music from the Warner Brothers song library. Because if he was to use those songs and they would get played, they would get money through publishing and all of that. So they had this huge library of songs that they were like, and that's why you hear like, hello, my baby, hello, my darling, hello, my right. right. that's, that's why you hear all those things, because it was owned by the Warner Brothers publishing arm. So uh, they were forced him, whereas Scott Bradley had a little more freedom. He would occasionally include songs, but most of his stuff with Tom and Jerry was original. And he was a very sort of avant-garde composer, very different than Carl Stalling. So uh, those two groups of people and their teams are just some of the most incredible musicians ever to walk the face of the earth. Just the best. And and Ray Scott, as a composer, was a huge... Ray Scott was a complete like maniac. If you ever listen to, there's a few albums they put out of Raymond Scott. To me, it was like klezmer music on acid. Um, (laughs) You know, and that was part of of the library, the brothers' library. Yeah, exactly. That's why they got to use it. Well, and it wasn't that John Williams' father on drums. Yes, it was. No, it's Ray Scott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He played drums for. uh, And he wrote. He was working with Jim Henson. before uh, Ray passed away, on a movie that uh, ultimately I made, Turkey Hollow, Ray Scott was going to do the voices of the creatures because he had built his own synthesizer in the 60s, and Jim yeah. was fascinated with it. So the world's getting smaller as we speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's cool. And also, you, you guys are all in your way, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kirk and uh, David, uh, a part of... For example, I, I always tell people, you know, I learned how to edit and do um, recording with analog equipment, with reel-to-reel and bouncing back yeah. and forth, yeah. so that when digital came out, I had in my toolbox, my mental toolbox, tricks that I could apply to the digital that allowed me to do things that that yeah. that, that I could fudge. And, and I, I think some of the people who ported from that analog world to the digital had an advantage. Like, you, do you, you guys agree with that? I agree yeah. 100%, 100%. 100%. I think, yeah. you know, having grown up editing on real film, you know, real film, cutting yeah. real film, cutting real mag sound, all of those things, and also recording to tape in the early days of what I was doing, I feel like that gives me a huge edge on on knowing how to 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 uh, finesse and do things much faster with the digital tools than I would have if I and I don't take it for granted either. No. I also think I feel like, you know, working within a box is a great thing. The problem with digital is it opens up that box to do whatever you want, you know. So you have to then create your own box around you and say, here are my limitations and, and, and kind of recreate that, that idea of working with analog equipment, which I love. Yeah. We're, we're sort of at a point now and there, there's, a, there's a great uh, YouTube channel called the, the Quarter Crew. And, they, and these guys, they, they look at, uh, you know, they, they comment on animation and special effects. They're special effects artists. And they were comparing the old Tron to the new Tron. And saying that the old Tron was so innovative and they were doing what they had to do and deal with that if you watch it now, it looks cutting edge because of 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 what they were pulling off. Like retro can look uh, future, you know, it it can look modern now. And and, and I like when people take the take the risk and incorporate that older style into the newer stuff. It seems to be a, a great marriage. 
Yeah, I, well, I believe Tron, did Tron come out the same year as Gandhi? Because I think it was one of those moments watching the Oscars where I was so upset because I remember, like, for costume design or something, I think Tron was up against Gandhi. Well, you don't realize like, there was a movie in the works called Trondi. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, so I'm sitting there watching the show. I'm watching the show, and I'm just like, okay, Tron's got this in the bag. And I'm just like a little, I'm a little nerd kid. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Tron's got this in the bag. And then they announced Gandhi, and I was like, what? What? This is, look, an, no, this no, is an outrage. Yeah, no offense, but they had to, like, the stuff they had to do to create Tron, I was just like a little outraged little boy. Michael, were you uh, like, what, because this guy skipped a few meals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask uh, you three guys, uh, you, you do a uh, yearly trip, or at least I know you and uh, David do. I'm not sure if Kirk goes, but uh, you go to Burning Man. Yeah, uh, we do. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, now, David, David's been, uh, David, 19 years or 20? This would have been uh, this 20. This is going to be tw- the 20th, yeah. But uh, yeah, and, I've been going and since I've, 2001, and, uh, you know. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been going for the last uh, seven years, I think. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we we camp together, and it's it's a, it's a ritual. We do what? that every year. So we, we missed it this year. What's what's the draw, I'm, guys? What's 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 the draw for you? Oh my God! It is. What's not the draw there? I mean, yeah. it is a constant <laughs> adventure, and the art for me, the artwork that you see, yep. is some of the most spectacular, unbelievable art you will ever see anywhere and the fact that they hauled what they needed out to the desert and built it is just just incredible so it's it's not a music festival a lot of people think it's a music festival there is music there and it does happen but it's not really centered around that it's really centered around the artwork that is built and brought out by all these artists from all over the world and uh it's just some of them and you're wandering around at night in the desert so our days are basically like getting up at 11 and then staying up till four in the morning, you know, <laughs> and you will wander around the desert and looking at all of this artwork and you, there's never a plan. You just go, let's go that way. And you mm-hmm. see what happens. And it is, it's just massive. And it's, it's, it's you know, 70,000 people there. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm sure David has seen it grown over the years that he has, he has been there. So his, well, his even when I was even more. Well, well even when I was first there, it was it was it was at twenty thousand, and people said, "Oh, you missed the the early days." Because what do you mean the early days? You only been out here for about you know five years, or <laughs> or such. And I, but uh, uh, but I've seen it grow. But at the same time, it feels the same to me because you know you're just one person, you know, doing your path through Burning Man, and a lot of it is roughly the same. It's gotten bigger in size, and there's more material to look. You can't see it all. Okay. Ever. It's like seventy Disneylands in one spot. Wow! Uh, but yeah, I think the, the thing that really when the acid kicks in, it's like when the acid kicks in, it's like one hundred and forty thousand. I love they're, they're giving this and very highbrow. Oh, it's it's hard. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's naked girls and drugs. <laughs> That's oh, art to some people. I, I get enough of that at Michael's house. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Lots of really mind-expanding <laughs> art and boobs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of flaming tube around. I don't do too, too many drugs. I, I stick with like some, you know, That's true. around whiskey. But <laughs> well, I, I hate to jump in and, and cut this conversation short because we could we could do a whole morning with all three of you guys, but do, we do have some restraints or that, that we have to stick to as far as our commercial 
commercial. Restraining line. orders? Yes, our restraining <laughs> orders are coming in as we speak. But, uh, what kind of show is this? I, I want to thank... I, I, it's whatever you want to be, Kirk. Uh, but, Kirk, I, I want to thank you for coming on uh, this morning. And, and, and my kids think you're awesome, by the way. Aww. And, and uh, David, my kids met you as well. And they, they, they we still talk about our time at Michael's house. And... And it was super duper special in my family. So I have a framed photo, David, that you did for my son, and and so just publicly, I wanted to thank you. It's you did a spider pig for Ben, and it's Homer, <laughs> and it's framed in our house. So thank you for doing that for my family. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Guys. And I'm sure we'll we'll encounter you guys again sometime down the road. Uh, thank you so much. I hope thank so. Thank you very much. All right, Kirk Badger. Hang on, right. and uh, I, I tell you what, we're going to take a break. Michael, can we get uh, some music on the way out from you guys? I, whatever you'd like to play would be wonderful. Sure. You want to do Spider-Man, guys? Yeah! Yes. Absolutely. By the way, right. Michael's new album is out on the 30th, and uh, you should definitely buy this. And let's not forget the local ties. He's from South Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, travel along. Come on. So, by the way, I just want to say hello to everyone back home, especially hello to my parents who are listening right now. Awesome. How are you guys doing? Uh, thank <laughs> you for listening. And, uh, yeah, go ahead, Mark. All right. And we're going to take a break as One, they cut two, off the music three. and come back with more. Michael Giacchino and company, back in a second. Proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. We have another musical thing going on that's pretty magical as well. And uh, we're going to introduce the traffic and we're going to get yet another custom traffic bed from the Giacchino Trio this morning. NJM Insurance Group Traffic. Kathy, what's going on? The Schuylkill Expressway is stopped westbound from Bear Avenue to 30th Street. The left lane closed with construction. Eastbound side uh, is slowing near Montgomery. 95 southbound jams Cotman to Bridge. Once you get to the Vine, you're in good shape here. Uh, some slow traffic right near the Schuylkill, but nothing major. And then uh, out in Bucks County, Route 1 southbound between Street Road and Old Lincoln Highway. The left lane closed with construction. 295 southbound at 322. The left lane closed. Uh, construction on the the bridges. So on the Ben Franklin westbound, uh, we've got the right lane closed. Commodore Barry eastbound. Uh, we've got the left lane closed and then west on the Walt Whitman. Uh, the roadway reduced to two lanes in the westbound direction. This traffic report brought to you by Mattress Warehouse. Save up to $1,000 right now at Mattress Warehouse. Plus get 0% interest financing for 60 months right now. Get free delivery on all orders over $4.99. Visit sleephappens.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All those Friday morning traffic blues. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Michael Giacchino and company. 
Mark Gasparro on the keyboards and Andrew Sinowitz on guitar. And if you're just tuning in, those guys have performed on some of your favorite movie tunes of all time. We were talking, uh, you know, Michael was giving us uh, the rundown on the stuff that they've been involved in uh, and all these great movies that Michael has has composed for. Not all of them, but a lot of them these guys have performed on. Uh, By the way, Michael Giacchino has... His new album out on the 30th. It is called Travelogue Volume 1. I have ordered it already. Very good. Very excited about this. And we're actually going to get, we're going to have a, the, you're going to perform a song, not at this very moment. We're going to do a segment, but you are going to play a song from that album, right, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yep, yep. Uh, Excellent. Yep, 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 Excellent. Yep. And uh, it's concept record. We'll get more on that. I tell you what, let's do the Bizarre File first. All right. And then we're going to have these guys perform and we'll get into some other stuff. So here we go right now. Now. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, and it is brought to you by HERS Game Day Traditions. Even at your home gate, however you're gearing up for the game, make sure to have Philly's favorite chip, HERS, forever good. Steve, did you want to see if Michael could identify this music that we use for Yes, I'm sure he can. Does this sound familiar to uh, you at all, Michael? Yeah, is that Shark Tale? No. No. Shark, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is where, <laughs> the day the earth stood still. Bernard uh, Herman. Yes! Of course. And didn't I, I say Oh, my it? God, the silence, the silence that just happened when I said shark tail. I, I, I honestly, because, like, wow. Michael, I said there's no, Michael will definitely know this. And then when you said shark town, I was like, oh, my God, I, I've been living a lie. Nailed the it. look on your face. I'm seeing you on Zoom, and the look on your face was the greatest yes. thing this morning. No, I was, I, I do not want to live in a world where Michael Giacchino can't identify a Bernard Herman. Yeah, it was almost like you're going to look over to Nick. What do we do? What Nick, do, we do? What do we do? <laughs> Nick, they've clearly been replaced. Should we hang up? <laughs> All right. These are frauds we're talking to. Let me get to a couple of stories, and then we'll spend some time talking with the guys. All right, we're going to start with this one. Uh, Grant Eggerston has reportedly been charged with aggravated kidnapping, criminal trespass, and assault after a locksmith had alerted authorities in this particular situation. So here's the deal. This is in Utah. Locksmith. Help save a woman who was trapped inside her home by yes. an ex-boyfriend. The locksmith, who has only been identified by his first name, Greg, was alerted to the woman's predicament after she had shown him 911 that she had written on her hand. She kind of secretly had to do it because he was over her shoulder all the time, the abusive boyfriend. Yeah, Greg said that he noticed during the job that the man in the house acted suspicious, staying close to the female and only allowing her to have her phone with his permission. Uh, Greg said that the woman showed him her hand more than once, which prompted him to call 911 after he left. Uh, He said, so obviously, you know, that drew some attention from me, uh, but I was wearing a mask, so I couldn't mouth anything to her or anything. So she was showing me the 911 again, making kind of sure that I saw it, and I made eye contact with her to basically let her know, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Grant Eggerston has been identified as a woman's ex who allegedly would not let her leave. He arrived at the woman's house late on Thursday or last Thursday, and they got into an argument about her dating somebody else. He allegedly assaulted her and then kept her in the house and took her phone away. But I don't know why they had to call the locksmith. I'm not sure what that was that, all about. That appointment had already been made. It was okay. already in the books uh, for him to come by. So that's the only reason wow. that she got this. This guy was in the house. 
Uh, he was released on uh, from jail on $5,000 bond after the court charged a uh, change of previous order that uh, he should be held without bail. So This also uh, reminds us, Preston, there is a video up online that shows uh, it, it is a secret sort of signal or a signal that women who are at home and are with an abuser can um, do and and it and familiar familiarize yourself right. with it. Well, you remember there's a uh, there's a cocktail that women can order right at a bar and bartenders know what it is. It's angel something or the uh, other. I, I recall and it's right. supposed to be a a signal that I, I'm afraid. Yes, and, and somebody's right. uh, you need to help me out. So there there are those uh, little signals that are out there. One last story. We're keeping this short. Um, this man could have been a hero. Luckily, it wasn't necessary. A London man recently dropped some old clothing into a donation bin. And he heard a cat meowing. Alan McElligot had said that uh, uh, says that police and firefighters responded to the scene and agreed that it seemed that a cat was trapped inside the container. Firefighters eventually used heavy tools. They cut open the locked container. They found a battery-operated stuffed toy <laughs> that was producing the cat sound. Right. The meows. Thank you, Andrew. That was well done. And they uh, charged him $4,000. For cutting open. Yeah. No. So it was called a Fur Real Friends Cat. Uh, McElligot said that the responding officers had such a good laugh at the outcome of the unusual rescue that they were happy that it wasn't a real cat. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in our very (laughs) short, bizarre file. By the way, Michael, do Andrew and Mark, are are they members of the um, Novell Modernica Orchestra? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Founding members. Founding members. All right. Founding members, yes. So this is coming out on October 30th. Just to keep reminding people, it's called uh, Travelogue Volume 1, and it's a conceptual piece. Once again, before we hear the song, if you could explain to people what, what the story is behind the music. You know, the whole album is a, is, a, is a concept album, as we said, and it's a story, and it's a story about a woman who is uh, tra- fleeing. She's fleeing a planet that is filled with strife, hate, pollution, unrest. You know the deal. Yeah. And she, is, she just wants to just leave and find something better, so she comes to Earth hoping that this will be a better place. And at first, it sure seems like a much better place, but the more time she spends here, the more she sort of realizes that, you know, Earth has its own problems. And, and should she sit here trying to escape her home planet's problems, or should she go back and try and be a part of fixing it? And right. That's, that's, what the whole, that's what the whole thing is about. And as, um, we, as, and, we, as we said earlier, the joy that would be part of, and this is what it harkens back uh, for us, is getting, getting an album, getting a concept album, Sitting yeah. down, turning off the lights, losing yourself in the music. There's spoken word involved. It's one of the yep. great joys. And for people who have never experienced it, it's something you really should try because it's great. Nothing like it. Yeah, it's perfect. Turn out the lights. Listen to the whole thing through in one shot. And just kind of remove yourself from the world for a moment. And uh, allow yourself just to imagine. Imagine. So there, um, there, it's 11 tracks long. And uh, yep. where where does the one that you're going to play fall? Is it the beginning? or This is, it... is the actually the final track, actually. Oh. And it's it's really sort of the recap of everything. And it's, you know, when I was writing this piece, it was at the same time that... Uh, Peter Green passed away, oh. you know, the great guitarist, Fleetwood yeah. Mac. Yeah. And, and, and he did this incredible song, you know, Albatross, which I'm sure you know. And, uh, and, the, you know, and he was inspired by Santos and Johnny, guys like that. And, and I, I, that really influenced sort of the sound and the feel of this piece. And it's sort of a, 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 a bit of a send-off for him uh, from me. And but also it, it ties the entire story of the album together, okay. uh, and is sort of the the last piece. So. What is the uh, what's the title of it? And it's it's called Remembrance. Okay, Remembrance. Well, let's let's have it. Let's hear it live. This is Michael Giacchino, uh and Andrew and Mark uh, performing along with him. Here we go. 
I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. Wow. That was... If, oh, if, my God. If NASA doesn't buy that from you, because yeah. I could see that. <laughs> yes. Some sort of, there's space footage, and I mean, that's oh just God. gorgeous. Uh, just, well, it's, thank it's, you. Thank it's you. It's amazing what, what, a, what a piece of, when instrumental music can move you. Yeah. With no yeah. uh, no words to guide you on on where you're going emotionally with it, it's it's so special. And and, and that that was fantastic, and, and you guys did a, a fantastic job. But it, but it, Preston's right, and some people don't sort of demur or, or, or don't um, don't experience that. Uh, they, Pat Metheny has a, an album, Still Life Talking. There, there's uh, and there's, I mean, there are pieces on that that will bring me to tears, or, or like yeah. the, the guitar playing of Lee Rittenauer, you know, the jazz a fusion jazz musician. Uh, these, those, those. There, you can tell a lot with just, with just the music. Obviously, yeah. You, you know? know, it's it's interesting because sometimes I feel like music is the thing that reaches in, it grabs you and it forces you to think about the things that you may not want to think about. Right. The things that you that that you sort of you know you know push down inside so you don't have to deal with them. Music has this way of like bringing those things out, and it's pretty special. It's that, true. That slide guitar has such an ethereal sound it to does. it. Yeah. Uh, it so it's good. gorgeous. And you know what? In the teaser track, Michael, that I heard from the album, I, yeah. I couldn't make out if, it, if someone was playing a theremin or it was a slide <laughs> guitar. What was that? It's uh, that was actually Andrew. He's playing, uh, you know, theremin esque on his guitar. That's yeah, what you were going playing, for, Andrew. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think you I talented bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because I, I kept going back and forth. I'm like, I, I think he hired somebody. I think he hired yeah. a theremin guy, but no. <laughs> well, it's funny because the next volume two, the theremin actually is going to feature a, a much bigger role in 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 it. So, oh, wow. so volume yeah, two so. is in the works. Yeah, volume two is in the works. Yes, right. it's in the works. It's and it continues the same story. You know. Wow. Oh, that was yeah. beautiful. That's so, absolutely oh, yeah. gorgeous. I love it. This is oh, going to be Michael Giacchino's Dune. That's what it's going to, it's going to be the the, the, <laughs> the epic saga. I was actually I'm, I'm reading Dune right now because yeah, yeah. I thought the movie was going to be coming out and uh, oh, yeah. and I was thinking about that very thing. If that would have been cool, if you could have written the uh, the score for that, but I'm sure they got uh, yeah. something. But the else. movie looks great, doesn't it? It, it does. It looks fantastic. It does. Oh man. Yeah. Um, real quick, now we're going to play this contest. I've been teasing all morning <laughs> with Michael uh, in, in the cue oh speaker here, but we are we are going to do it. Uh, but real quick, I want I want to do this because I had a couple. Michael, we do these things on the show where instead of doing shout outs to, to people, we do what's called a shard out, and we send a little fart sound effect out to them. <laughs> well, we it, it was too well. We forget. Well, there were a lot. Of, even trying to explain. A lot of people it, yeah. were doing shout outs at the time, and I was like, yeah. we don't. No, we're not going to no. do a shout out. We're going to we're going to do our own thing, and we're going to call it a shard out. So. So people oh, actually geez. request us to play a short uh, sound effect. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. That's a lower, yeah. lower intestinal thing. So here's here's a, an email. Real quick. I'm gonna do a couple of these. This is uh, hey guys, sorry to bother you at work. I was wondering if I could get a huge shout out today, October 9th. We'll be celebrating. Uh, I will be celebrating 11 years with a new heart. It's the anniversary of his heart transplant. Wow. So this is fantastic. Kevin McCarthy would like a shout out, Steve, if you would, please. Casey, if it's a lemon your heart, we have have to do a full Tom Jones then. You sure? Okay. Okay, here we go. Yeah! (laughs) 
There you go. That's for <laughs> that, that's how we do it in Philadelphia. And there you go. And by wouldn't the way, those a, are wouldn't be a morning show without farting. <laughs> no, Listen, those are all real homegrown farts, gentlemen. Yes, yeah, all right. None of that are, are well, those are farts. those are live, right? Live, those are live, yes. right? Actually, they're, okay. they're Casey's buddy Jeff. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, all right, here's another one. Uh, this one says, uh, "I was hoping you could send a juicy one out to my beautiful wife, Mrs. Slappy." <laughs> this is from Jeremy Slappy. I guess that's his real name. Uh, maybe a custom curated little ditty for Mr. Giacchino himself, it says. Uh, it's, our, it's our five-year anniversary, and we will be in the car tuning in to you guys for the duration of the show on a road trip to Maine. And we're going to Maine to uh, for a drive-in concert and to escape the real world for the weekend. Uh, Mrs. Slappy could use a smile, and we'll be over the moon if she hears you call out her name in the morning. Uh, do you know who this is, Kathy? What, no, I got oh. an email I want from him okay. that from him that I want to read to you. All right, so it says, remind her that she's the absolute best. Tell her how much oh. uh, every person in your studio loves her, and I love her too very much. After all, no sad bro. It's Friday with Jaquino, it says. <laughs> Thanks, you jabroni from Jeremy Slappy. So um, I tell you what, if you would, uh, Mark, could you just play like a, a little short fanfare of some type? Just something that comes okay. up top of your head, and then we'll hit the chart. So that'll be a Jaquino Oh, sure. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. What, what, what was the email you got, Kathy? So I got an email from Jeremy as well, and he said, Hey, Kathy, it would be super awesome if you could help to remind Casey, to remind Steve, to remind Preston of my super cool shark request sometime uh, tomorrow morning. Thanks, Kathy. P.S. You're totally my favorite. Wait a minute. There you go. He wrote what? that I'm his favorite in an email to of me. Of course. <laughs> you know what? It's cool. weird. He sent me one, too. He's <laughs> <laughs> working the angles. Yeah. All right. This one, this one is very sad news, right. and I probably shouldn't have ended with this, but I'm going to anyway, and uh, we're going to promote. Nick, I sent you the um, uh, GoFundMe campaign. Yes. Uh, we got an email the other day from uh, Dylan. His father passed away. You remember? Yes, uh, I remember the he story. Was, he was in a, uh, a coma. Yeah. Uh, he said, we made the hard decision Wednesday night. Gives us some closure, though. He was an organ donor and saved three lives last night. That's amazing. Uh, it wouldn't be too much for you guys to ask you to please help with the GoFundMe. My father uh, could not have life insurance. He had a car- heart condition, and it's going to leave us with a financial instability. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Uh, the GoFundMe is for the Doan family, spelled D-O-H-N. Uh, and so Nick has posted that on the uh, Preston and Steve community page. Uh, if you could help out, that'd be wonderful. He was a lifelong, his name was Brian, he was a lifelong uh, Preston and Steve fan. So we will pass that information along. Okay, so, yes, Casey. Uh, I want to do a shout, shout out, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I also, so my wife and I were celebrating our 17th anniversary on Sunday. So uh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Diane. But also... I want to give a shout out. So when we were on our honeymoon, we actually ended up hanging out for an entire week with these other people that also got married on our same day wow. that live in this area and listen to the show. So another shout out to Nan and Mike. Congratulations on your 17 years. And then to Dottie and her husband, John. Congratulations. You made it 17 years. Happy anniversary. All right. There you go. All those are out of the way. All the gas is expelled and yep, we've yep. cleaned out our shorts. It's done. Now we're going to play a contest. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. And we're also, this has been hours in the making. We're going to also nice have um, Andrew and Mark who are going to play too. So Yeah, so help me out, guys. Okay, yeah, boy. No, they're playing against you. Yeah. So. Oh, pl- oh, yeah, oh, so yeah. it's, oh. Yeah, yeah. So now we all, 
Okay, so, so it's whoever's first. Uh, whoever's yeah, gets so, it. Okay. Well, here's here's how I'm, I'm going to tell you how we're going to do this. So it's called right. uh, I know Michael Giacchino backwards and fast forwards. So <laughs> we have taken some works that you have done for different movies, and Michael, and maybe some TV show stuff thrown in there too. We'll see about that. Right. And we have either reversed them. Or we have sped them up so fast that we could play an entire song in like five seconds. Oh so here's what we're going to do. We're going to play it. If you happen to know by hearing it alone, you will buzz in. So, uh, Michael, you can buzz in by hitting a cymbal or your snare right. drum, whatever you want to do. So All right. let's, hear, let's hear what your sounder would sound like. Go ahead. Okay. So yep. if you know the answer, you do that. Right. Andrew, you can play a chord if you like. <clears throat> All right, good. All right, that'll work. Oh. And uh, Mark, you can you can play a chord as well, something on your instrument. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Bend in there. I like it. that. All right, so let's go with our first one, and then we'll somebody keep score of the uh, of, of who gets what. All right. So the first one is going to be fast forward, and the second you know it, make your sound, and then we'll let you guess first. Here we go. Actually, I lied. It wasn't five seconds. This is a twenty second long. This is a fast forward. All right. Here, here we go. Uh, is this? You got to ring in. I'm going to say Spider-Man. You got to buzz in. Oh. Michael. Michael, what's your Spider answer? Spider-Man? No, that's Spider-Man? That's incorrect. Oh. You're going to see all Jeez. of their faces. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So confused. I, I heard Andrew. Andrew? I'm going to say Coco just because it got yeah! That's one for Andrew. I was trying to remember. Oh, God. All right. Yep. All right. One for Andrew. All right. Let's do... Uh, and by the way, this is this is it at regular yes. speed. So what you heard at the beginning, that yes. noise you couldn't figure uh, out was a tambourine. Oh. Uh, and maybe some maracas. I don't know. But... Here, fast forward. Okay. Oh, there's even a juice harp in there. Well, you're, you're like picking weird... Yeah, you're okay. just picking out weird stuff. Oh, yeah. All I right. had Marissa pull these, so uh, I don't know if they're the main themes or just segments from each of these. All right, here. That's what I was so worried fast, about. I'm going to go uh, to a back, you know, fast forward, then backward, fast forward, backward. Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do a backwards one. Okay. Right. Oh, jeez. Okay. This one is in reverse. All right. When you know the answer, buzz in. It's only 40 seconds long. Here we go. Oh, Michael. That's up. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> All right. Can we hear a little bit of that forwards, Casey? Yes, All right, this was. Oh, and there's a beautiful Mark playing along with it. That is, and and that's him playing it in there too. Wow! Wow! When when that uh, when when the song takes the turn from when when she passes away, it's yeah. just oh, it's just, oh, oh just it gets you. you yeah, know? I mean, it was hard then, to record on stage actually because yeah. the first time we played it through, you know, we stopped and usually everyone just starts making comments. Or okay, let's do. It. And then it was just silence, and I look over and everyone has like tears in their eyes, oh. and it's just you know, it, yeah. it's so powerful. Yeah. Michael, maybe you can either confirm or deny this, but after that sequence. Does the old man marry a stripper in the original script? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of the earlier versions, and they okay. uh, 
that it didn't test well with yeah. audiences. <laughs> right. yeah. well. This is my new wife, Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Next one up. Get ready to buzz in. This one is fast forward. Let's see if you know it. Is that from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? It is not. Uh, That's what I thought. No. All right. Spider-Man. It is not Spider-Man. Is it it Doctor Strange? Michael Giacchino with the right answer. (laughs) It is the theme from Doctor Strange. Let's see if it was the main theme or not. This is is it in the forward motion. Oh, I, I, I know. This is during the, uh, the the scene when they're in the Sanctum Sanctor- Santorum and they're going to have this big knock dra- na- drag down knockout fight. Yes. Okay. All right. Michael, yeah. are you going to do the sequel to Doctor Strange? Uh, well, I don't know, actually. I don't know. The, you know, the schedules of my movies are so s- shuffled at this point. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happening. We hear that know, Sam Raimi is Sam Raimi's directing. Is that yes, the, yeah, the yeah. great Sam Raimi. Yes. Yeah, so. Awesome. so Irregardless if I'm on it or not, I'm just psyched to see it. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, so far, we got Michael in the lead with two. Andrew has one. Wow. You're, you're picking hard things like score pieces. <laughs> like, not, you know, well, you're doing well. You're winning. Inside All right. <laughs> he wrote it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Next one up. This is backwards. Listen closely. Oh, boy. Oh, wait. We had uh, Andrew. Start back. Yeah. What was that? Star Trek. Star Trek. No, incorrect. Uh, ah. Oh. Wasn't that Star Trek? Yeah. Nope. It sounds forwards, doesn't it? It's backwards. Yeah, wait. Dude, I'm playing it forward, backward, forward, backward. It sounds the exact same. I know this cue. It's not John Carter, is it? No. Land of the Lost. Oh, I know. Super 8. Yes! Super 8. You know what? It's, uh-huh. It sounds... I, I guess, what, what's the term, uh, Michael? Is it legato uh, that, that the, the strings are playing? And not yes, real- very legato. You know what's interesting? I, I, hearing it, I was like, oh, I should just like reverse that and use that as a theme for something else. <laughs> that works. <laughs> that works. Not? No one would know. <laughs> yeah. I, it, was, it was hard to tell if it was forwards or backwards. Okay. This one is going to be fast forwards. All right. So far, Michael has three, Andrew one, and Mark one. here Or zero. I'm sorry. Here we go. Yeah. I, think you, I think you got, Mark, I think you got this one. Here we go. Oh, Michael buzzed yeah. in. Yeah. Eyes goes incredible. Yes! <laughs> that is correct. Let's see which part that is. Uh, let's play that forward. Here we go. Yeah, Marissa didn't pick any of the main themes. No, which is probably a wiser. Michael's jamming to this. I I have seen at uh, at my son's high school the um, uh, the band did the jazz band did a version of that. If if um, 
And any idea which of your pieces of music has been used most in, like, you know, high schools and, and uh, groups performing them, Michael? I, w- I would say Incredibles, I think, is probably the one because it goes into college bands and, and high school bands and yeah. middle school bands. It's, it's, it's it, across the, the board. Uh, uh, that seems to, to get a lot of play. All right. Let's Just do because it's fun to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's challenging, too. Uh, which is cool. It is very hard. When I hear some of these kids playing, I am so impressed that they tackled that thing because it was hard for us to do. Yeah, they're odd time signatures, and it's yep. real kinetic. So, all right, yeah. here's the next one. This is backwards. Get your signaling buttons ready. Here we go. Okay. That Star Trek. That one is Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. That is correct. Which Which Star Trek was that? <laughs> well, they all that theme carries through throughout all the three mall, yeah. of them. So yeah. Okay. So I was just listening to that that last part. If it was backwards, of that bump, bump, bump. You know, that was yeah. All right. This was. That's what I, that's what I figured. Was this it forwards? Enterprising Young Men. Enterprising Young Men, that's the title of yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Those movies were, were a, a revelation. The fact that they oh. were able to get that that cast and J.J. Yeah. Uh, J. Abrams. Wasn't wonderful? Amazing. And that the fact that J.J. Yeah. Abrams was, uh, you know, a more a Star Wars fan, but captured the yeah. vibe and feel so well. You know, it was great. It's really hard making those kinds of things, especially since they if they existed for so long. So I remember on Star Trek was a really hard movie to make, both figuring out what the music was. I know J.J. had a rough time just figuring out how to make the movie as best he could, and it was a lot of editing and going on and on and on. So by the time we finished the movie, we were all like so exhausted, I didn't even want to see it again. <laughs> and I, 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 I remember it was many years later when we did it at the Hollywood Bowl that I had seen it for the first time, and I thought, after all these years reliving the trauma of trying to make that movie, I remember watching that and going, oh, this is a really good movie. Yeah, you know, it's it, really good. It, it's funny, Michael, because we had Carl Urban in the studio uh, and he was talking about um, he was at, one, at the, maybe the premiere for the first, yeah, probably, and yep. uh, DeForest Kelly's widow at the time uh, came up to him and she was she was tearing oh. up and she just said it was just, uh, she just loved it. And his yeah. performance and just the way they caught the spirit of that original series was so great. Michael, is it JJ's son that did the artwork that you were referring to earlier? Yes. Yes, it is. And that's on on your new album? Yep, yep, yep. Excellent. Yep, he, he did all the cover art for it. It's right. beautiful. We have time for one more, and the reason we're doing one more is because I want Mark to get one uh, before this <laughs> is over. So, so let's try it. It's not going well. All right, this, this one is fast forward. Let's see if you can get it. Here we go. Oh, Michael. That's Jurassic Park. Yes, it is. Jurassic World. Sorry, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. World. Yep, yeah. that is yeah. exactly it. And they've just uh, they've just had to delay filming once again because they had another COVID case on the uh Yeah, I know. It's been tough. Ha- that happening with that happening with Batman. Batman. I know it's it's been you know it's been rough. It's rough. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But you know they they do the the testing and they uh, so you take the you know, you follow the guidelines and get back to the yeah. they're moving along. 
Yep. You know, they're trying. They're trying. Sorry. Right, well, listen, we we got to take a break. Yes, we're going to come back. We still have uh, how many more segments to go? Two. Twenty five. Oh, oh my god, it's ten thirty already. Yeah. Like, we're going to take a break. Michael Giacchino is with us. His debut solo album is out on the thirtieth. And um, oh, do you guys want to play something on our way out? I didn't even. I forgot to ask sure. about that. Sure, pick whatever you want, Mark. Let's do the Ratatouille theme. All right. Good. All right. So, uh, by the way, October 30th is when Travelogue Volume 1 comes out. Make sure that you order it as soon as you can, just like Steve did. Already got it. So, some music on the way out whenever you guys are ready. Go ahead. shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well, yeah, we're running late today. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Well, we've had a very special guest through the course of the show this morning. Yes. We're having fun. We're having fun. We're having we a, are. We, we, we tend to run late, but we don't have what the features that we're doing this late in the show. Yeah. Have you guys made no, uh, have you guys noticed that the sun is out in California right now? Yes. Hey. It's beautiful. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 We're seeing daybreak in Michael's, uh, in his tree house. Yeah. It's coming through. Yeah. It's coming through. It's really nice. The raccoons are gone. <laughs> yes. We, we have a saying, uh, raccoon at night, everything's all right. Raccoon in the day, run away. Yes, really, because the ones, you, the raccoons you see in the day are all rabid. Yeah, they're and not, out for human flesh. They're nocturnal. They should only be out at night. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Michael Giacchino, composer of some of your absolute favorite movies throughout all the years. I never did even, you know, do the full rundown of uh, Michael's list of accomplishments. So I, you know. In case you didn't already know, I can run through a few of them if you like. But there's that squeaky door again. Igor's though. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Master, World. I was just out wrangling raccoons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Master Chikino, I've taken care of the raccoon issue. Uh, Incredibles, Rogue One, Doctor Strange, Utopia, Inside Out, Jurassic World, Jojo Rabbit, yeah, yeah. Tomorrowland, uh, Ratatouille, the Planet of the Apes movies, the TV show Lost, Up, it goes on and on and on and on. So uh, we're, we're absolutely... Just delighted to have you on for the course of the show today. Yes, uh, and so, we so got, much fun. We knew that you were an Oscar winner earlier, uh, but we also found out this morning that uh, you're also a Grammy and, and an Emmy winner. So does any one of those mean more to you than, than the others? No, I'm very much a look forward person as opposed to a look back person when it comes to work. Right. Um, and those, those, those are amazing because, you know, I, I don't discount them because it means those are 
voted by your peers, you know, so your peers are saying, hey, it's like a pat on the back. Great job. We like what you did. And I and I admire so many of the people that, that are in the academies uh, across the board. But for me, once I, you know, they're in a closet now, basically, and it's about moving forward because I don't want to get stuck thinking like that. Okay, I did it. I never want to feel that way. Okay. I always want to feel like, all right, what can I do next? What, what can I try? What can I break out of my mind next. Let's see what we can do. You know, it's always trying to push and stretch. And that's that's how you remain engaged. That's how you remain yeah, creative, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. Yep. Well, uh, we are going to, we're going to move. We have a couple things we got to do here and uh, just feel free to jump in anytime, but we're going to do today's lesson question. We're going to see how closely you've been listening to the show. And if you can tell us the correct answer to this, we're going to give you a $50 dining credit and overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Question I have for you this morning is... Kirk Thatcher helped to build the Sarlacc Pit in Return of the Jedi. According to Michael Giacchino, what is Kirk's middle name? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, he's going to kill me. 215-263-WMMR. Kirk Thatcher helped build the Sarlacc Pit in Return of the Jedi. If you heard him talking earlier, according to Michael Giacchino, what is Kirk's middle name? 215-263-WMMR. All right, to make up for that, though, i got to just say, look out for for Kirk's Captain Randy's submarine. Oh, uh, his show. Kickstarter. Oh. He's doing a Kickstarter that's going to come out soon, and it's it's going to be pretty funny. So. Oh, that's great. Anyway. Excellent. Yeah. Michael Giacchino says it's going to be pretty funny. He'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> that's a resounding. Yeah. <laughs> but, but not obnoxiously entertaining. <laughs> All right, while we're oh, waiting. You never, you never know with Kirk. <laughs> while we're waiting for the call to come in, we're going to do the Hollywood trash. Here we the go. trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood trash. All right, and this morning's party by Primo Hoagies. Uh, watching the game at home? Of course you are, but you don't have to eat like it. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagie party trays. Find your location or order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. Steve, what's going on? Well, Whoopi Goldberg announcing on the Late Late Show with James Corden that a third Sister Act movie is in the works. Goldberg says Sister Act 3 will pick up immediately after Sister Act 2 with everyone wondering why they ever made Sister Act 1. (laughs) Mary Kate Olsen is reportedly back in the dating game after filing for divorce from husband Olivier Sarkozy. Mary Kate says she's looking for a strong, confident man who can handle always being assumed to be a child molester. Oh, my God. And finally, 73-year-old actress Suzanne Summers revealing on Instagram that she had to undergo neck surgery after a recent accident. Summers says her husband's quick thinking made the difference because he immediately found a cooler to place her head in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to the question. Uh, It's uh, Kirk Thatcher helped to build the Sarlacc pit. In Return of the Jedi, according to Michael Giacchino, what is his middle name? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hi, it's actually Sue. Oh, Sue. Hey, hey, Sue. All right, Sue. Sarah for short. What is, according to Michael Giacchino, what is uh, Kirk Thatcher's middle name? Butthole of the Desert. Yes. Butthole of the Desert. You got it, Sue. Hang on. We are going to set you up with a $50 dining credit and overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel Casino Atlantic City. Winner 17 Best of Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, Favorite Casino Resorts, Indoor and Outdoor Dining is now available. You can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79. Sunday through Thursday, visit HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. Let's get to music news. President Steve, some music news on 93.3 WMMR. Wait, we had an... What happened? An added prize to that, Michael? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll send her a signed score, too. Whatever oh. her favorite movie is, of, preferably of one that I scored. <laughs> <laughs> The soundtrack to Glory, please. <laughs> I love James Warner. <laughs> I mean, I can sign his name. It's fine. But, uh, yeah. All right. We will, we will take care of that. That's uh, funny. I'm, I'm going to go through a couple of music news stories brought to you by Godshalls. All the taste, 80% less fat. Make the switch to Godshalls Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon and check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook. At GodShalls.com. couple of quick things. Foo Fighters are celebrating the 25th anniversary of their self-titled debut album with the launch of a new digital magazine. The People of Rock and Roll features memories directly from Foo Fighters fans. The band's Twitter announcement says that there wouldn't be 25 years of Foo Fighters without you, the People of Rock and Roll. Thank you for sharing your stories and being a part of the journey. Do you remember, I mean, when we first started working together and I was at the Riverdeck Cafe in Maniunk and you were remotely uh, back at WDRE, yeah. that, that, that first album was out. Yeah. All, it's That's how long ago ridiculous. it was. Ridiculous. I know. Uh, so fans are also given the opportunity to submit their recollections at your-story.foofighters.com. Uh, and currently there are more than 135 pages of stories online for that. Uh, the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has rolled out its list of inductors for the first virtual induction ceremony next month. Variety reports Dave Grohl will introduce the 2020 inductees with this year's ceremony, including both inductors and others giving personal testimonials on the artist's work. Among those appearing are Bruce Springsteen, Ringo Starr, Don Henley, Iggy Pop, Billy Gibbons, Nancy Wilson, Billy Idol, Gwen Stefani, Jennifer Hudson, Hudson Alicia Keys, Adam Levine, Chris Martin, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Brad Paisley, Luke Bryan, Sean Diddy Combs, Miley Cyrus, St. Vincent, and actress Cherlize Theron. I think they're also getting a special performance from the Givens kids, Steve. The Givens kids? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. man. Uh, this will begin airing on November 7th at 8 p.m., by the way, on HBO. This is pretty interesting. Guns N' Roses, Duff McKagan, and Allison Change, Jerry Cantrell. Filmed the video saluting former President Jimmy Carter's 96th birthday on October 1st. The pair thanked Carter for his work while in office supporting music and the arts in their schools, as well as his work on envir environmental issues. You really wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought Duff McKagan and Jerry Cantrell. No, no. Uh, they performed an acoustic version of Red Ray's Country Standard. I pegged them more as Eisenhower fans. The Country Standard, a satisfied <laughs> man. And one last thing, Foo Fighters, Miley Cyrus. I think we had Dave in every story. Foo Fighters, yeah. Foo Fighters, Miley Cyrus, Dave Matthews, and The Roots and more are set to perform during the Save Our Stages Fest, which is later this month. This is very important. Uh, the three-day event will also feature uh, Phineas, Reba McIntyre, Demi Lovato, Macklemore, Rise Against, Portugal the Man, uh, The Revivalists, The Lumineers, and others. Uh, Reggie Watts will host the festival on YouTube, on the official YouTube page for the National Independent Venues Association. And then one last thing, it's the Rocktober Madness that continues. Pierre will have it at 11.30. Hopefully we don't go past 11.30. I don't think we will. I don't think so. But the matchups today in the Pierre and Pancake bracket are the Kinks against the Ramones. Well, okay, now that's yep. a formidable battle. I, uh, your take on that? Do you want um, to influence the betting? I will. I, I think the Ramones will win it. Uh, I think that just voting-wise, I think the audience will vote Possibly. for Possibly. Uh, yes. I'm a big Kings fan. Uh, in the Preston and Steve bracket, you have Genesis and the Police. Ooh. Okay. So Genesis is one of my all-time, all-time. I love the Police. You're, so you'd yeah. probably go with the Police. I'm all over the Police. You and I yeah. are going to have to go head-to-head -head on that yeah. one. 
Uh, in the Jackson and Sarah bracket, it's Kiss against Alice in Chains. I see Kiss winning that one. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, Gene. Glad you can make it today. Have you ever Absolutely. met Michael Giacchino before? I've never met Michael Giacchino, but I'm a big fan of his work from afar. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, in the Jackie and Brent bracket, it's... Uh, Have you ever seen me remove my own face? Wow. Uh, Rage Against the Machine against Judas Priest. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, I see Rage taking that one, even though Judas has the uh, the much longer career. So, But we'll find out. We'll find out. It starts at 1130. Yes, Casey. And I that's it in music news. I was going to ask Gene Simmons if he named any of his chickens after Michael Chiquino. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I Michael. named the, There was actually one who had a, 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 a muscle condition. I named him Ratatouille. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yes. Well, what about Michael Chiquino? <laughs> Wait, is, is that your Batman Michael voice? Michael Chiquino. No, that's, uh, that's Gene Simmons. <laughs> Although I'd love to see Gene Simmons as Batman. As Batman. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, come on. Why uh, not? Yes, that's right. Uh, I'm Batman. I'm, uh, say, say, the, I'm, say I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, I am the Dark Knight. I raise chickens. Which, hey, speaking of though, Casey had a great idea. So Michael, Kathy recently uh, had, had she had uh, hatched chicken eggs at her house. You can actually there are farms out here, and you can get the chicken eggs, and they give you the incubator, and you hatch them, and you know your kids get to see this take place, and then you give the chickens back, and they give them all funky names. Michael Chiquino. Michael Chiquino. There you go. Would have been perfect. <laughs> great. That's perfect. That's genius. If anybody out there Wait, is it's too late, doing it's now that. Too no, late. we can do it. If, listen, there's the option is any, anybody who is uh, doing this now in the future, yes. please send us a Michael Chiquino. Yeah, Kathy's chickens have already come and gone, but maybe someone else could <laughs> do that as well. The saddest thing you can say to a woman is that her chickens have come and gone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what? Real, real quick, we're gonna we're gonna do, uh, we have one more segment after this before we wrap up the show. But Michael, I know that uh, Nick had gotten in touch with you about maybe, and I know this is mainly for us visually, but we can describe the items. But you have right. that wonderful collection of different things from films on projects that you've worked on, and you have yeah. a couple of those items with you there. I do. Now I have, uh, you know, obviously this here, the, this ram's horn. Ah. This is from the original Planet of the Apes movie. This was actually used on the very first Planet of the Apes movie. Jerry Goldsmith so, used uh, it? G Jerry Goldsmith used it, yes. And it was, it was Emil Richards was the percussionist who brought it to Jerry. He brought Jerry all these things. I have a couple things from him, which I'll share with you. Uh, Emil passed away last year, sadly. Yeah. Um, uh, so I miss him dearly, but he was one of my favorite people on the planet. Oh, wow. Do, do, these. do you just love that, me, that soundtrack? Oh, yeah. And that it, it, a lot of people don't best. realize how amazingly... Atypical it is for yeah, uh, it was for, incredibly yeah. forward thinking. That yeah. that soundtrack was Jerry was is one of my favorite composers. Was one of the most uh, uh, sort of artistic and out there and 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 just brave guys that I've ever heard. And uh, so you know, I, I say this is the greatest compliment, Michael. I think your stuff for the the Incredibles reminds me so much of one of my favorite soundtracks, which is for the movie Our Man Flint that Jerry Goldsmith did. Oh. I love that score. Yeah, I love. Oh, that means a lot to me. That's amazing. I love that score. Of course, Jerry, Jerry has a has a huge place in my heart. I love him so much. So here's the uh, Rams horn from Planet of the Apes. I'll play. That's it. so yeah, cool. Let's, let's hear it. Here we go. <laughs> if you don't remember the soundtrack, there's all sorts of like clicking and clang 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 ding 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 ding. ding. Yeah, oh, he's got that. All, all, here, right here. So this, oh. this uh, Emil also gave me this bow, and he told me the story. He's walking around a, a hardware store, and he knocked over a bunch of uh, mixing bowls by yeah. accident, and he loved the sound they made. So what he did was he grabbed something, and he started banging on them in the hardware store, <laughs> and this is the sound that he was doing.
So you, that's that is, wild. And, that's, and so this actually, he played this ball on the original Planet of the <laughs> wow. Apes. That's so cool. Wow. That is and so it's just cool. Crazy. Yeah. He was one yeah. of the most incredible percussionists. Wow. And then at the beginning of Star Trek, there's some clacking you hear. Clack, clack, yeah. clack. That, that's, that, 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 that's this. Right. Which is this this little wooden thing that my daughter made for me for my for my birthday one year, and I was like, oh my god, I love that sound. I'm going to use it, and I ended up using it in Star Trek. So, That's so no cool. Kidding. So you know what? When, yeah. when we came up for the uh, the Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, uh, and and we were in the studio, and the percussionist Alex Acuna, and I forgot the other gentleman yes. who was playing percussion. Um, that yeah, room, right. Dan Greco. Who was it? Walter Rodriguez. Dan okay. Greco, Walter Rodriguez, yeah, right. Don Williams. Walter Rodriguez. So uh, that room was filled with bizarre-looking pieces of percussive equipment. There were, there were, yeah. you know, there were fifty-gallon drums and all kinds of things. And by that, I don't mean a drum, like something that would hold a liquid in it. And so, will you sometimes have items like this and say, "Hey, I want you to play this," you know, even though it's not really an instrument. Yeah, I brought in a bunch of uh, when when we were filming Lost. Uh, I got a call from the producer one day, and he's walking along the beach. I was here. I was like, "What are you up to?" And he's like, oh, "I'm just walking through a bunch of plane wreckage," uh, because they were filming that opening scene from the first from the first episode uh, with the plane crash. And so I was like, "Oh my god, send me a bunch of the pieces that are on the ground. Just send them to me." So they packed up a bunch, shipped them over, and then I used them on the recording session. And the percussionist uh, played the actual pieces. Was of playing the wreckage. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's so cool. On the soundtrack, yeah. So, and wow. it was actually wreckage from the scene that they were shooting from. So oh, that's uh, awesome. Which was, which was really crazy. So, yeah, I, I do love that kind of stuff. It's always fun, to, fun to do. All right, now this is a really. I recognize what you have in your hand there. You can oh, tell. Yes, you so, chose wisely. Yeah I, mean, yeah, yeah. I also have a bunch of just fun, goofy things that I love. I'm, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. is yeah. one of my favorite movies in the world. I love it. So, you know, search long and uh, far and wide for actual, you know, some of these, these are, I have a couple of real items from the movie. I don't have them in here with me, but this is a, a replica of the, of the grail, uh, which is a really good replica. And, you it know, looks damn good. I, yeah. You know, Adam Savage, Yes, Adam Savage yeah. from, from Mythbusters, he's a friend of mine and he is great at pointing me towards where to get the best replicas, you know, <laughs> all of this stuff. So then also have the idol from the beginning of the movie, oh. you know. The, oh, the, yeah, yeah, we we have to, if we can get some screen captures to, to post then, online, of yeah. Of course. Oh, my God. That. Oh, wow. Now, is yeah. that really hot when so, you're holding it or is that, did, was that dipped <laughs> in yeah. snow? Yeah, no, no, I cooled it off beforehand. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's the medallion. in a burning fire. Yes, <laughs> yeah, from the from the first Raiders when he when he uh, he gets the, the the burn on his hand from the medallion. Yes, now, exactly. My yep. kids were blown away that you had the eye of Agamotto from Doctor Strange. Oh well, here we go. Oh, you <laughs> have. Yes, that's actually from the film, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I am. Uh, I'm not allowed to say how or why. But <laughs> that's badass. But yes, it is. I, yeah. I, I think it's because yeah. you were chosen. That's why. That's why you have. Yeah. It. Yeah. I keep trying it. I can't get it to work. <laughs> well, you got to do that funky so, finger thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... I know that's this thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, you I, have I, to I'm finger that on. thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what she said. Uh, well, listen, my God. <laughs> we're, we're gonna take We've one. Come, more I'm sorry, <laughs> Michael Scott is in my brain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take one more break, and then we'll come back and wrap it up. So if we could get some music on the way out, that'd be great. And as you guys are settling in on what you want to play. I'm going to give away a $50 Nebraza gift card. Ooh. Yeah, Nebraza's fantastic. Awesome. 
Uh, and we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. And it's from Fast and Furious Spy Racers Rio. Uh, the description is teenager Tony Toretto and his friends are recruited by a government agency to infiltrate an elite racing league serving as a front for a nefarious crime organization bent wow. on world domination. That's our top. This season, they embark on their first international mission to Brazil. Fast and Furious Spy Racers Rio is exclusively on Netflix starting today. I think he teams so, up with a gorilla. Call yeah. number 12. You get it. Uh, all right, Michael, what all are we right. going to leave we... with on this uh, break? What do you got, Mark? Life and death. All right, here we go. A little bit of loss for you. Ooh. Okay. It's 93.3 WMMR. Michael Chiquino and company. We'll be back in just a moment. to hit that. That just destroyed that beautiful music. <laughs> Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out business challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they rally together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Yeah. We're still on. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Uh, our friend Michael Giacchino is joining us this morning. Hello. Composer extraordinaire all the way from uh, Los Angeles at his home. And joining him uh, this morning, musicians Andrew Senowitz and Mark Gasbaro. And we have had so much fun today. And uh, you guys going to go to sleep now, or what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I was literally just thinking, do I go to sleep, or do I just push through the rest of the day? And uh, But then I looked over, and I was like, oh, my God, it's only 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I was God. like... 
<laughs> yeah, you can grab a few seats. I always, so we get up, this is our normal time, and, and uh, you know, here, and, and uh, I, I always just push on through, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, listen. It, it was it was so great having you guys on. It was just. Oh, an what awesome time do you go thing. to bed at night? I, I go I go to bed at eleven. I, I go to sleep at eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah, Steve doesn't wow. get much sleep. I, I do the like wow. eight forty five. I head up to bed. Yeah. But, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was like what I did last night. Well, I, I know we referenced this before, but you know the original plan was for us to be there at your house and, and broadcasting yeah. around this time of year, Michael. And uh, obviously, this is a pretty cool substitute. So thank you for making the time, and thank you to Andrew and Mark as well for for joining. But um. We'll do the broadcast from your house at some point. You know, yes. if it's a year oh, from yeah. now, we if it's six months we from will. now, we'll make it happen. Yeah, we and will do it, and we can do this again too if you want. So yeah, this is also it was fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, Michael, growing up in the area, did you do? You, are you familiar with a gentleman named Pierre Robert? Yes, of course, oh, absolutely. He's, he's joining. He's lying. He has no idea. <laughs> I swear to God, are you kidding? I grew up there, so no. I heard you're... I've this heard is your a guy that hangs out with movie stars, and he's got pieces of Raiders of the Lost Ark in his house. He has no effing idea who I am. That is so not true. That is so not true. I am not you're worthy to be even in a picture of your treehouse. <laughs> that is not true. You have been a part of our lives, my whole family's like growing up. You've been in the house. You've been around us for, for years, so it's it's great to see you. It's great to meet you. Great to meet you. Um, you said hello to your parents earlier. Uh, they're with us and listening, yes. correct? But yes, you didn't say their names. Listeners. That's Mike and Josephine Giacchino. They're, they're uh, from, you know, originally my dad grew up in South Philly. My mom grew up in, uh, in Bryn Mawr and, uh, uh, in, you know, that whole area, the main line area. And Ardmore, actually, where she grew up in a house in Ardmore. And then... Um, uh, and they're they're living in South Jersey now, just over the bridge there in Edgewater Park. And so, just want to say hi to them again, and hi to everyone in Edgewater Park. Hi to everyone at Holy Cross High School. <laughs> hi to everyone at, at Ridgeway. All of those places. It was great. We have, we have loads of people from your past that do text in when you come on the show all the time. People who live down the street, or we had the uh-huh. same babysitter, and so on. So you're yeah, uh, you're you're definitely well known and loved in that community. Can he see my socks? Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, I can't see her. So, no, no let's see him. he can't. I'm wearing he uh, Star Trek um, Mr. Spock socks with uh, three-dimensional uh, ears that pop out. I have the same pair of socks. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, sw- I have the exact same pair of socks. Wow. Yeah. I, I love them. That's awesome. I wore them in your honor. Um, oh, and, my God. Uh, so I, because I've really enjoyed this conversation, and I know you've had thousands of questions. I just have one. Have you yeah. um, watched Discovery, uh, the latest Star Trek? Uh, yeah, I've seen the first season so far. Yes, it's, I think it's brilliant because it keeps the mythology going. I, th- I thought they lost the chain of mythology in some of the movies at various times. Not the music, of course, but uh, some yeah. of the storylines. But this is magnificent, this, this show. I highly recommend Isn't it. Isn't it great? And, and I, what I love, especially I loved it when Pike came into the thing. The, oh, yes. That's, that's, right? For so me, that's, that's the money two. shot. So, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So I did see through season two. So uh, I, I love all of that. Everything and Spock and everyone there is just great. I just, it's, a, it's a really good cast. It's really fun. And I'm super psyched to see what they do with the Pike show. Yes, no. there's a for people who don't know there's a, there's, a, there's a spinoff with Captain Pike who was originally played yeah. by Jeffrey Hunter but yeah right. th- this guy and the whole crew, it's awesome they're doing a great job yeah, with it really well, really yeah. well done love cool. it. Love it. Star well, Trek's the best. Well, listen, I want to thank uh, not only you, Michael, but also your accompanying musicians, uh, Andrew Senowitz and also uh, Mark Gasparro, because these guys have played, they're the guys who have played on the songs yeah. that, that you love. They're the musicians behind uh, the, the film. And, and so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, just to, just to point out one of the things that you'll go, oh, my God, Andrew played guitar on 
let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, man. So, I mean, so there's a, there's a whole Frozen. a whole tremendous amount of joy that you guys have brought us over the years. So yeah. thank you so much. And, and Mark, you know, yeah. uh, with Up and Zootopia and Tomorrowland and Inside Out and all that stuff, it's just wonderful music. We love what you do. Thank you guys so much uh, for, for getting up early and, and, uh, and entertaining us and, and doing it for Michael. It was very cool of you. Uh, they're the best. I stand on their shoulders all, nice. constantly. You know, is he really in a treehouse? By the way, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you really yes. have a treehouse. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I have pictures of it on my phone. I'll show because we went to Michael's house a couple of years ago, and I'll show it to you. I, I want to my... move to Holly. I'm telling you, <laughs> come visit. Come you visit. Would, yeah. You want to move into his house? Because if you're walking around in his backyard, there are sensors that trip off sound effects. Wow! <laughs> like like a, like a, a beast growling or Jawas from Star Wars as you walk around the backyard. It's Would so you cool. adopt me, Mike? <laughs> yeah, we'll get the paperwork going right away. Absolutely, all right. All right. yes. All, all right. So, travel travelogue volume one is out on the thirtieth. It is Michael Giacchino's first solo record. And I think everybody listening should order it. I think not only get the a, experience, a cool conceptual yeah. uh, piece of music, but. You know, he's a great guy. And yeah. I think supporting great people oh. is a wonderful thing to do. So, Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the greatest. Excellent. So next, we'll do it again next Friday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Next Friday. <laughs> and we'll be all set to go. But uh, do we want another piece of music before we wrap up? How, or can I get a little talk? Batman? I only got to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. From the Batman. Yeah. All you had to do was ask, man. Yeah, I know. It was, I... You, it was in your power the whole time. I know. It was within you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and this is... For the the upcoming Batman film, oh, this is yes. this hasn't yes. been released yet. Matt no. Reeves, the no. Batman. Yeah, let's go, go ahead. <clears throat> That's all I can play for you right now. No, so. it's sensational. Oh, yeah, another home run. <laughs> Couldn't be more excited, and it's in the absolute best hands possible, Michael. So fantastic. Oh, so so excited to do it. Thanks. Yeah. All right. We're going to take care of a couple little housekeeping things, and we'll we'll uh, sign off with you guys for now. But uh, right well, on. thanks a bunch, man. Have a great weekend. Continued success. We'll continue to remind people about the new album coming out. And yes. uh, we will talk to you very, very soon. Have a great weekend. Thanks okay? so much. And uh, hello to all of New Jersey, all of Philadelphia, all of Pennsylvania. I uh, miss my home. All right. Awesome. Michael Giacchino. Yay! Mark and Andrew as well. Wow. Wow. What a morning. What a, what a crazy morning. This is great. Yeah. It's really entertaining to listen to. I really enjoy Thanks, it. Thanks, man. A big ups to Rodney. Thank you so much for all your uh, work. Rodney's yeah. incredible. And Sean McDonald. And Sean McDonald. Yeah, Newman. There, was, Newman. there were some delivery issues. We tried shipping out equipment that did not arrive. There were wildfires that prevented FedEx and UPS from getting the stuff to where he needed to go. So Rodney was here until 1030 last night and working with Sean. And uh, it just uh, it, the audio was incredible. So thanks so much to those guys. And to have the video component, too. It was great. It was, it was really putting cool. together the, uh, the, the components for the contest and yep. stayed late for 
that as well. And Kathy and left. Kathy left. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. This is a sort of a dry run for the tech that we might be employing for the Camp Out for Hunger, and I'm very happy with the way it went. So. Yeah. All right, we need to do the layer of the day. Ready, man? Uh, yeah. All right. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E is in empty. E is it? yeah, which there may not be anybody still listening that have heard <laughs> all four letters. So we'll take caller number, we'll take the first caller. Yeah. How about that? 215-263-WMMR, who knows the word of the week, and we can set you up with the prize. Man, it is 18 minutes after mm-hmm. 11. By the time we take a break and come back, you're going to have to jump right into the Rocktober Madness. This is the latest you've ever gone. It is. This uh, is, it is. No, you've it, never, is it? you've never gone this late. All right. yeah, I apologize. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's all right. Um, I uh, have never been late before, so um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's a first for me, but I, I can slightly um, understand. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate you. You're, you're like a, a Swiss timepiece. You're always right. Uh, that's me, Mr. Yeah. Swiss. I'll have workforce blocks of uh, John Lennon and Beatles for his uh, what would be his 80th birthday today. John Entwistle from The Who would also have been celebrating a birthday. We'll do a block of The Who. And uh, Jackson Brown has a birthday, so we'll do a block of Jackson. And we've got a matchup of Ramones against uh, the Kinks. And uh, you think the Ramones will win? Steve likes the Kinks, and I got to go with the Kinks. <sighs> well, right. yeah, yeah, but they're, they're both great. Yeah. And uh, but uh, but I am a Kinks fan. Oh, I so. prefer listening to the Kinks. Okay, uh, I love them I, both. But I think the Ramones will win. All so, right, we'll yeah. see. I, yeah, I love them both too. All right, let me uh, let's go to our first caller. It's Linda. Hey, Linda. Good morning. Happy Friday. Same to you, Linda. What is the word of the week? Bride. Live long and prosper. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Linda. We have a $300 Red Robin gift card for you. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. Congratulations. Hang on. We'll get your information. And don't forget, it yum how you want, whether it's dine-in delivery to go or outdoors heated tents. Uh, Red Robin, yum. Gift card only available at the 21 uh, Red, or valid only at the 21 Red Robin locations in Eastern and Central PA. Owned by the Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group, you can visit redrobinpa.com for more information. I'm going to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show has been brought to you today today by Duncan, <laughs> uh, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Next week on our program, oh man, okay, we got some big people on. Kevin Smith will be joining yeah. us. Yeah. Bert Kreischer will be on the yeah. program. And comedian Steve Byrne, who's awesome as well. So that's going to be a good week. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. You know, I always have a day, and it's not even 7.30. But then Steve comes up and hands Preston that movie review about the gorilla who becomes a scientist and discovers rubber. It was funny as Thank you, Steve. You are the greatest comedian I've ever heard of. Next message. It's a beautiful morning. It's, I think I'll listen to MMR. I got my fun lurk. I got my life jerking and I'm heading out the lake. Miss you, girl. Oh, yeah. Next message. Why the f- did you play Baby Shark? Baby Shark, did you, 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 did you
the Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 